Welcome to Hardly Initiated. It is your host, Tyshawn Jackson, here with another episode of my co-host, Ryan Catches. I'm ready, man. Action. You ready for the night? <laughs> of course, of course. I'm feeling good, too. So You better hope you don't end up on this list. <laughs> Oh, all right, man. all right. Listen, I'm probably all seven. Oh my real. goodness! Yeah. Well, avoid this brother here because right now, <laughs> in the past, in the past, it, <laughs> tonight we going in with the seven types of men to avoid, and we are doing this here with a returner to the platform. Yeah, you had a partner in crime last time, but you riding solo. Yeah, that was I a did. classic, though. Lots of views on that one. Absolutely, yeah. my real good. initiates. Y'all know which show I'm talking about. We did wives teach single ladies the game and today seven types of men to avoid with mecca tart dating coach Hi. and the wife of 10 years of dr tart another yes. frequent flyer yes. coming on here excited to have you welcome thank to the you show. thank you tyshawn and thank you ryan for having me i'm excited to be back of course excited to have you absolutely yeah <laughs> this is gonna be this is gonna be fun you told me listen y'all mecca told me this title i shook my head i was like oh let's do it <laughs> yeah. this, this one is, is definitely for the ladies for this sure. one is for the ladies yeah. and fellas it's for you if you want to really get some deep introspection on who yeah. you yes. is yes, yes. And, right. and i'm sure the shitter guys i mean it's seven of them so i'm right. sure it's gonna cover a wide range of men a wide range so the guys are at least gonna be able the guys that's listening that's gonna stick in there they at least gonna be able to figure out where they might you know fall, fall I, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, right I'm but there's also too. some guys that don't fall into any of these categories on this list Oh, yeah. wow. okay. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Hey, big shout out. Hey, listen, we're going we to talk to the brothers in the chat. We're going to see how many of those brothers are really around. So we're going to figure <laughs> it out, ladies. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a good time tonight. Ryan, before we get into the game, let's let the people know what we got coming up. So this is easy, guys. We got three live shows a week, Sunday at five, Monday and Wednesdays at eight. And just keep in mind, this Sunday, huge show. Oh, my huge gosh. Guest. Internet we have breaking. a huge announcement yes. about what's, what's going down this Sunday. But we're not going to reveal that till a little bit later. So be, be patient. Stay with tuned. Us. Now, the community, we did some giveaways on Monday. Yeah. So I got I got my list. I got Anissa, Simply and Zynga, and Israel. All of y'all got some free giveaways coming to you. So be patient because I'm going to send you that email tomorrow. Yes. Okay? And then the last thing is, well, actually, that's it. We ready to rock. We ready to rock? Yeah. So you're not going. You're just not going to tell them about I hardly love dating oh, cars here. So you just you just going to forget that, <laughs> right, that we having right. a very special promotion now. Yes. And it's about five. Is it what is it? Four days left because it's, we're running until Sunday. It's it's four days left, but I don't know if it's going to make it to the to the to the next Sunday. Yeah, guys, because, because we the, only the turnout has been crazy. The turnout has been crazy. We only ordered 500 decks, and right now the decks, man, the people are loving it. We told y'all it was coming. We're doing something very special since this is the pre-launch, and the initial people, y'all going to have to wait about, I would say, two to three weeks. I like to over-deliver, but I'm saying two to three weeks right now for the, your decks to arrive to your home. But because of that, if you type in LOVE20 in the promo code, you get 20% off. And that link is in the description as well as going to be pinned inside the chat. So get these are a hundred open ended questions. Talk about a fun date night. We already got it set for you. No creativity needed, guys. That, that's it's all a fact. in here. I'm gonna go ahead and drop the link in the chat, but uh, we already 200 decks down. So I mean, it's, it's not you know. I mean, I was like, this going crazy. Y'all going crazy. That's right exciting. Now. Yeah, yeah. That's so exciting. It's gonna be a lot of uh, a lot of excitement going on. Uh, you know these date nights i'm sure i want to see sure. the photos of that that's what i want to see <laughs> yeah we're yeah. we gonna have y'all send the photos in but um we about to actually get into the mix and get into the fun here in the show because we have the seven 
types of men to avoid. Can we at least just start by saying, first of all, how, how'd you come up with this list that so, we're about to go over here so, tonight? Yeah. So actually my husband, who you guys have met, Dr. Aldoan's heart, we work together with women all over the world that are business professional women that want to date towards marriage. They want to get quality dates, commitment, and most importantly, they want to get the ring, right? They mm -hmm. want the ring ladies. And so the seven, the list of seven men is actually developed by my husband, Dr. Aldoan's heart. So wow. super excited okay. because, you know, he's a man, so he knows, and I'm a woman, so I know what to avoid. Okay. So you had to confirm it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Get so, the ring and long-term commitment. Yes. So a brother put the man, Dr. Tart, man, he a whistleblower here. Exactly. <laughs> Dr. Tart snitching on the he brothers the out fans, here. Man. <laughs> but 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 no, you know, okay. it's it's the, the ladies out there, they they don't want to waste their time. You know they what I don't. mean? So I get it. I get they it. don't. They've gone through the holidays this past year. They've gone through Thanksgiving. They've gone through Christmas. They've gone through New Year's. And they're like, you know what? This year I want things to be so very different. I don't want to be single going into the new year. And so you have to have a strategy behind that. Mm. And it comes with knowing because you you don't want to ever date out of desperation because men feel that. Don't you guys feel that? Oh, All the yeah. time. Oh, yeah. yeah. We, don't, we, we don't. I mean, we don't want that for anything that has to do with long term commitment. Right. <laughs> if it's desperation. Right. Yeah. Right. And so the first guy that I always say that you should avoid is a narcissist. And the narcissist is typically the guy that's very charismatic. He walks into the room. He has a lot of confidence. Everybody is feeling him, but he's feeling himself. So the thing is, is that you can always tell a narcissist because when you go out on a date with a narcissist, he is only into one thing and that's him. So he likes a woman that continues to validate him. He's the guy that you're, you know, you're listening to everything that he's saying, mm. but he has no interest in finding out what your desires are, what your goals are, what your dreams are, what restaurants you like, because he's into him. Mm. Okay. Well, now, I made it past the first one because that I, I, <laughs> I've never been that guy in particular. It was funny because we had a chat. I think that was LB said uh, one through seven narcissist. <laughs> <laughs> I think because narcissist is such a it's, it's a it's, loose term. Yeah. Everybody throws around. Oh, he was a narcissist. But no, they're I mean, and it's also very difficult. I mean, any therapist will tell you and I'm not a therapist. My husband is. But they'll tell you that that is also one of the most difficult people to marry because they don't change. There's mm. really no changing a narcissist. They are who they are. Mm. So you have to be OK with being the person that lives in the shadow of the person that you're married to if you're married to a narcissist. So my biggest way to recognize this is if I'm on a date with this, you know, if or if a woman is on a date with this brother, mm -hmm. he's going to be the kind of guy probably not asking questions about her. No, because he wants you to be totally into his lifestyle. Mm. So he's just talking about himself. And I t I've talked to a couple of women that we've coached and they're like, yeah, I went on this date. This guy was amazing. Looked at his resume. We were vibing. <sighs> and then I realized I hadn't said a word. He was mm. talking about all of his successes, but nothing about me. Wow. So you you ran into this dude. Oh, I've ran into this dude. Absolutely. Yeah. I've been out on a date with this. And matter of fact, I will never forget. There was a guy that took me out on a date and he told me, like, I'm picking you up. We're going to go to this restaurant. We went out to the restaurant and the entire time he talked about all the things that he had. I didn't really talk much in the day. Like it material was, items? Material items. Wow, because okay. he was trying to show off. But for me, I was looking at, OK, this is a red flag because he has not asked anything about who I'm as a person, my interests what I like to do. He didn't know much about me. So he was in completely and totally into himself. Mm. So now, okay. So now connection is, is hard to find. Mm -hmm. 
So sometimes I think the ladies and, and men included will, you know, give somebody the benefit of the doubt and mm -hmm. they'll give them multiple opportunities mm -hmm. to try to see if they're a good person, somebody they should be dealing with. So if a woman doesn't catch the narcissistic behaviors at the beginning, like the initial mm -hmm. dates, what kind of things, you know, might occur, let's say a little bit further down the line, like the sixth or seventh date or after they've been with this person for two or three months? So narcissists are also very selfish people. So he is not, again, it's not about him taking you to the restaurant that you're interested in. He's taking you to his spot that he feels most comfortable in, that he's going to be seen, that he's going to be the star, the celebrity, because it's not about you. Nothing is about you. It's really just about him. So it's always going to be leaning into his desires, his wants, mm. his interests. And you were just a prop in his life. Mm. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So is it, ever a real connection that you can feel or chemistry with this person of course this man is confident he's charismatic like i said he's very attractive a lot of the time sometimes he's not attractive but you know typically successful right okay and so no women are like wow he's amazing i'm loving what he has to say he's doing all the things okay but what they don't realize is that he's not really into your life he wants you to be into his in his life only Interesting. So this is a brother who can literally have charisma. Oh, yeah. He can have success. He mm -hmm. can have all of this among being a narcissist. That The narcissism does not stop any of that from... No, it does not. Okay. No, it does not. Not at all. Wow. Yeah. So, and then the second guy that I say to avoid is the shark. So... The shark. The shark. So the shark, and Aldoan brings this up quite a bit as well, but the shark, he's the hunter. So the shark, as you all know, a shark can smell blood in the, in the water about a mile away. Mm. And so this is a guy that he is able to, to pick up a woman and her insecurities. He knows exactly what to play off of. But guess what? Because he's a hunter, he's just looking to, to mount you on the wall, right? And well, not Ooh. literally. But, <laughs> but <he's>, <laughs> <laughs> no, but literally, it's just like you were a trophy for him to say, okay, I checked off Ashley, I checked off Tasha, I checked off, you know, whoever, because it's about the chase and it's about being able to acquire you, but that's it. There's there's nothing past that. He loves the chase. He loves the hunt. He lives for that. Oh, and so I'm going to say, I don't know what happened. Like we went out, we were vibing, we had a great time together, and then he disappeared. I'm mm. like, did you have sex with him? And they're like, yeah, you know, we were vibing. We went out on three dates in a row and he really likes me. Well, what happened? He just disappeared. Mm. And typically it's because you were just the, the next trophy for him to put on the wall. I think a lot of guys might be shark. First a lot of, all, of sharks out here. I damn sure been that guy. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, what's interesting about, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm this, this brother here, cause now I'm going into myself, mm -hmm. especially when I was in my, my heavy, heavy hunt days, you develop this level of EQ mm -hmm. where you can just get a good sense of where a woman is. Mm -hmm. And you can, like you said, you can just generally play off that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if it's, you know, her level of insecurity or if it's her last ex bad relationship mm -hmm. that she just got off of mm -hmm. or if it's whether she got some ratchet situation that she's dealing with with her family mm -hmm. you can just kind of navigate it just enough right to get her on a high and then bam right get what you want right but sometimes the sharks they're not even doing all that they're not spending the time they're not going to spend a whole lot of time dating and courting you because 
literally for them, it's about acquiring one woman and moving on to the next because really the fascination is in the chase. That's very true. But see, here's what I'm, but see, like all of what I'm talking about can happen in a really a sense of a conversation. See, to be quite honest, it doesn't really mm -hmm. take that long to recognize this. And that's what happens when you got high EQ. You can pick up on things relatively quickly. You could just mm -hmm. in like just body language, tone of voice, mm -hmm. what she's talking about, and just kind of really see, get a quick feel of where she is and how quickly you can get what you want. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I 100% I, I understand that. How, how do you avoid, how do you sense that that's who this brother is? Because he, I mean, he will be good at, at what he does. Right? Oh, absolutely. I can imagine. Absolutely. So, as a woman, and I can only give my advice as a wife and a woman who coaches lots of women, is that you have to pace the relationship. See, a hunter does not like when things have to be paced. So you have to take control of the timeline. Mm. And so a woman that dates and she knows that she's in control of the timeline, the shark is, you know, he's like, oh, you're slowing to my pace. There's another woman that is going to go for this. And you're not. You're asking too many questions. You <laughs> have so too many requirements. It's this is difficult. And I want it to be difficult enough because I enjoy the chase, but I don't want it to be this difficult when it comes to being able to go on ahead and bag the woman or whatever word they use now. I'm gonna be honest, that was some really great counsel because control, yeah, I, I've heard that one. But controlling the pace, I mean, that that's the quickest way to get this person mm -hmm. uninterested, right? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. And it's just, cause it's, man, I'm just thinking about all the- So that's why, when, that's why yeah. when guys are talking about like, you know, the 90 day rule and this, yeah. as much as we don't like those, it can weave out that kind of guy. Right. Yeah, like sure. that's what that does. For it's like, sure. you know, saying that I'm abstinent and all that, Bill, abstinent, what the hell, like, whoop. Right. Exactly. And just, <laughs> not, just not being available when they're available. Like right. the woman is not available. I mean, cause you literally have in your schedule exactly what the cadence for the next few weeks will be. And you kind of, it's so crazy. You. <laughs> Up. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you even have like a range for mm -hmm. how many encounters it's gonna take mm -hmm. like you know what the one night looks like you mm -hmm. know what the date and a half looks like yeah, it's all a trap yeah, it's all yeah the dates are set up as a trap yeah like you right. typically know how your first day is gonna be where it's gonna end how you gonna kind and of create a seduction women, you have you have to take control of the timeline it's so important and i had women that even tell because you mentioned abstinence where they're like you know maybe i shouldn't bring it bring up abstinence on the first date or talk about it because then it may you know steer them in the other direction it shouldn't be a first date conversation and aldawan gives his, his advice all the time as a man is that that shouldn't be the first date like hey i'm abstinent my name is becca right like no <clears throat> That's not even, you shouldn't be talking about that in the first day anyways. Get buy-in. Like if you're selling a product, you're not going to talk about the price first, right? So you want to get buy-in. You want the person to actually like you first. And then maybe second or third date, you know, this is something, a walk that I've been doing. I'm very, you know, passionate about this. It's how I'm living my life. And by then he's interested in you, mm. who you are as a person and not just for face value. Mm. First of all. Ladies, if you ran into a shark, I just wanted you to drop a quick shark in the chat real quick. I just <laughs> want to get that, a quick is that an emoji? Do we got that emoji? Is there oh, a shark emoji? Oh, you got emoji the shark emoji? We no. do. I think it is a shark emoji. <laughs> Let me see. I got to find I want to see that joint here. Drop a shark emoji if y'all know how to find it. If you can't, I want to see it because I just want to get a good sense of how many people are really relating with this message here because I, I missed number one for sure. But I damn sure been a number two heavy. Oof, man. Slayer. Heavy shark. <laughs> heavy shark. And this, oh, the shark emojis are dropping. First of all, 
it's probably a couple of sharks in here. No, actually, my, my wholesome brothers, there ain't no sharks in here right now, ladies. This is a safe space. Hey, matter of fact, so we got the first two <laughs> here. Definitely some sharks in here. Oh my God, is right. ladies running into? I wish you could. The sharks, the it's sharks like are sharks. Going off the it's nonstop. <laughs> this is this is probably. I can yeah. imagine this is probably one of the most popular. Yeah, mainly because men are naturally hunters. This is what we taught to gamify, you know, uh, attracting women and, and sleeping with women. So you know, right. we got, you know, and so much of it is tied to certain men's self-esteem as well mm -hmm. you know how much they can get or how attractive the woman is and that type of deal so i would imagine mm -hmm. that even if a guy isn't a shark right he either is proud of his past shark accomplishments absolutely mm -hmm. or he really wants the opportunity to at least experience being a shark right yeah. right right it's he like th the shark is really coveted amongst men Mm. Well, so that brings me to number three, because there's a difference between the shark who's very calculated and the player. Really? So, oh, this, so the player is, is, a, is a little bit different because for him, it's about fun. It's not about, see, the hunt is a serious thing. And, you know, the shark is, like I said, he's a very calculated person. He's spending time. He knows exactly what to do. The player is just out in the streets, right? He's just having a good time. He's having fun. It can be. There's and sometimes there's no basis. It might be a woman who's a 10 and there's a woman who's a one, whatever that is to him. Oh, no, whatever that is to him, okay. because it's just about having fun. And so even with the player, a lot of times, if he's not attractive, he's super funny because he's going to laugh. You know, he's going to help you laugh your way right at your panties. OK, wow. so he is just he's either funny or he's super attractive or it's something about him that allures women, you know, when he walks into the room. Yeah. Same thing. So there has to be that thing right for him, for the player. But for him, it's not this serious calculated. OK, I need to do this, do that. I've studied the woman. I know her EQ like he's not doing all that. It's mm. just, hey, I'm out having fun. I'm out having a good time. I'm going to hop on Bumble real quick. Hinge. Uh, see what I can get in the next 24 hours. Oh, wow. Okay. The player, the player is there to uh, be an opportunist. Yeah. Because the player is always going to be very vibrant in the place, you know, and you just go, <laughs> whenever you got that desperation coming on or that loneliness, or you mad at that one guy who keep playing around, the player is always there to right. catch you, to oh, catch man. you on that fall. And see what I what I like about this too, the way you're describing it, it's also like a, a bit of a, a lifestyle. A bit, it is. you know, when it, it comes is. to the player. And that's why you have 50, 60 year old players that are still doing the same oh thing that have yeah. not settled down. And you're like, are you gonna settle down at some point or you're gonna continue to do this? And a lot of them do. A lot of them don't settle down because that is just who they are. It's crazy too, because I, I know, I, and, and I know some, because oh, you know, know some old yeah, school you, players. You know, Hell yeah, and some new school <laughs> players too. But they, you know, they because they around in every environment. You okay, know, it's like if they're at work, it's like the dude who sleep on all the chicks at work. Right. right? Don't yeah. necessarily say nothing. Again, it's not calculated. The it's shark would not do that. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. He, he just, he's just, he's just there. Right. Yeah. The player's a little loose. Right. Exactly. All of the energy from the player with the women is this overly friendly like i'm not gonna push it but you can get it kind of kind of energy and and see man when you uh, man it's just so many things because it's bringing me first of all the old school player kind of hits home a little bit <laughs> the old school player kind of hits home because i got man my damn man my damn grand <laughs> he don't watch the damn show i'm about to get his ass i got a grandfather man I, can, I don't even know how many kids he were. Mom, if you're in the chat, how many kids I, is, is, is grandpa working on right now? Because <laughs> I, pro, I promise you, he probably got some gold chains on right now. Lord. 
And he he let me tell you, he's sweet talking something right now while this show was playing. <laughs> like he that kind of guy. Like he is not getting out the game ever. Uh, and it's honestly, it's a little sad to see when you see the old players though. It is. Like, I don't I don't like to see the old players. It is. Cause now it just really seems like now you've went into this. The young players, it could be a man trying to find himself. Right. He don't really have his purpose. It's, it's, right. It could be a bit of wandering in there and trying to validate himself, figure himself out, just conquer this part of his life. He needs to prove to himself or whatever. But the old player, it's like you have just completely went off purpose in life. Right. That's what I, that's what I think when I see that. Right. I'm like, you're a purposeless man. Right. At this point in life mm-hmm. when I see you. Mm-hmm. And that's why it, that really bothers me because... At that point, even when we talk about the looseness of this person and how uncalculated they are, you can't be a mature man to be moving like that. No. It's actually, it's, 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 it's very really reckless. hard to see. Yeah. It's very reckless. So let's keep this thing going, man. Let's keep this thing going. I hope, man, Grandpa, I hope you don't watch this shit. This shit, this shit. <laughs> He's taking shots at the fans. Don't I'm tell kidding. his business. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, let's, let, let's get it, though. What's the next one? All right. So then we have the mama's boy. And the mama's boy is, listen, as you all know, I have a two-year-old baby boy and he just loves his mama. Like when I walk in, he gives me like six kisses, six hugs. He just loves me, right? But there's a difference between a man who loves his mother, which I which I tell all women, you should want to be with someone who loves his mother, treats his mother right, because that's a that's a good sign. But the mama's boy is different because he's the underdeveloped man. And so he mm. is someone that is just is in need for, of help. But it's not that he wants you to be a helpmate. Like, literally, he needs you to help him be a man. And so it's very difficult. And I see women that take on these tasks because they're typically um, women that are caretakers and what they do every day. So it might be that she's a nurse or she's a therapist or she's something where her job requires for her to care for others. A lot of times she'll attract sometimes that guy that's the mama's boy. So very early on in the relationship, He'll start asking that and always give this example. My father told me when I was in middle school, he said, going into high school, that I never want to hear a story about you telling me that you gave a guy you were dating money. Okay. Husband, I totally Mm. get that. But a boyfriend should have a father, an uncle, a, a somebody, or just the pursuit, the drive to go get it. And so it is for the mama's boy, he's going to look for you to do it. Oh, the house about to be foreclosed. Oh no. Uh, what you going to do? Mm. You know, he's expecting for you to do it, for you to actually get it done. And so unless you are okay with being the person who is leading your house as a woman, you want to stay a- away and to avoid at all costs, the mama's boy, because if you marry that man, you are going to lead your household. Oh shit. You are going to lead your household. <sighs> you know, I've heard, cause I think the shark is, is coveted by men. You know, men want to experience that. But I think mm-hmm. the mama's boy is probably, this has to be the most common because I, I hear from a lot of women, they talk about the man not stepping up. Okay. Or they'll talk about um, the man who says, hey, I, I can't do this because I need to go work on myself. You know, or a lot of the women, they also say, the men are saying things like, um, you know, you got your, you know, you got your stuff together. I just got some things to work on. Mm-hmm. You know, so it does seem to be very common, but in your, well, not your experience, but just kind of from what you hear from the ladies that you coach and, mm-hmm. and the men that you deal with, do you find that uh, the mama's boy, the underdeveloped man is probably the most common? 
I think it's a mixture mm. of, of all of them. And, and really, I would say over the mama's boy, it's probably the player because again, the player mm. is shiny. Like he, he is the guy that walks in and, and women love, like he is, I mean, like I said, he's a guy that has that presence too. Right. And so it's a blend of all of them, but the mama's boy, I would say probably a second. He's probably number two when it comes to women. And they're like, oh, well, I just wanted to help him. And then I even have heard of situations where the next thing you know, they're in court because they were dating this guy that he said he made six figures or he was a millionaire, but they loaned him $10,000 and it was a fake business. Insane. And I'm, I'm saying I'm telling a real story. And so when you work your way backwards and you say, okay, what happened as a woman, as a business professional woman that's successful in her own career that wouldn't allow for me to add that up? Mm. And typically it's the desperation. We don't want to call it desperation, but it's the need and the desire, which I totally understand, but it's the need and desire to want to be with someone just to have someone. And when you want to have someone so badly, you will overlook the things that are huge red flags. And we try to get women, you know, the cohorts through the ring formula to understand that you can't overlook those things, those red flags, because they're going to show up in your marriage. So, you know, and not to be too specific, but I'm sure you, you've had, well, maybe I don't know the situation, but maybe, you know, some ladies who had firsthand experience, right. Who've actually went all the way long-term into mm -hmm. marrying one of these guys. Mm -hmm. What, what does like, what kind of things are they saying? Like, what does a day to day with this kind of guy look like if you choose to marry that person? Very difficult because mama's boys, obviously it starts at home. So they're great and they're amazing for like to their mother. And so like, oh, my mama said that I was doing this and everything's back to the mom. And so, but she is also having to carry the weight in every area of the relationship. So where she needs someone to protect her, where she needs someone to provide for her, someone to strategize with her, she doesn't have that person and that man. So day to day is just very hard because she is carrying the weight for both of them. And can you like visually, when you think about that, a woman, and I want to take a moment just to just think about that, ladies, where you see a woman who's walking around with a man on her back. That is what it looks like every day. That's a being married to visual. a mama's boy. What do you what do you see like in the stages of dating to recognize that this might be a mama's boy? Is there is there some evident signs of a man like this? So I would say it's it's the need for things that he should be able to figure out or do on his own. Mm, he's needy. Yeah, he is very needy. So it is that, okay, just simple things like, okay, a strategy behind growing the business. It's like, oh, that just didn't work out. Like there's no drive to push forward or find other avenues. She has to help him, you know, think about getting the resume class. She has to go out and get the person to build out his resume. She has to go do all of these things that he should be able to do on his own. He does not have the initiative or the thought process to do it. Man, I kind of know some brothers like, might even be a little pessimistic about, oh, I don't know if it's going to land. Like, oh my God. God, you know what? So I actually just spoke to a young lady um, about a few months ago. She used to date this guy that I played football with back in high school. Mm -hmm. And they connected in college through me. Okay. Because I was, she was like the one woman in college that I had a purely platonic relationship with. She was a little too hood for me. <laughs> but she was cool though. She was, she was real cool. She was real cool. Always had a lot of lady friends. So I would connect with her lady friends. Never had a any type of relationship with him, but she ended up connecting with my boy. Mm -hmm. They end up getting into a relationship. They end up getting married. Okay. 
Now, of my friends, I would say he was one of the, I would say, more needy of the friends. Mm -hmm. Like you kind of had to put him on a job or, you know, you had to like put him on or give him some game. He right. Rarely did he bring value or bring opportunities to the group. Mm -hmm. The group typically had to mm -hmm. give opportunities to him. That's right. how I also could recognize him. You could recognize that man even amongst men. Right. So the thing about it was she was explaining to me. She reconnected with me a few months ago and was like, man, Ty, I got a story. I got a story to tell you about what happened. And I already knew what it was. We hopped on the phone and she broke it down. And she was like, man, Ty, like, you don't understand. Like, I'm ambitious. I'm this. I'm that. I'm, I got this kind of job. You know, we got two kids mm -hmm. together now. They got two kids. Mm. And, you know, I bought our house, mm. you know, right. I bought him a car. Right. You know, and, you know, he lost his job. He would try to, you know, struggle to keep one. And, you know, everything will be about she was ex-military. So when they sign to split bills, you know, he'll even say things like, but, you know, but you got that. What about that other the other money you got coming in every month and, that, and right. this money? So like that, oh, it, we no. should like like pocket count it was Pocket like watch. really it was crazy. as opposed to figuring out how he could scale up in order to make sure that his wife wasn't going harder in order to provide for them man and here's where it got even crazier so eventually they go into divorce hmm. this man is like yeah well you know I'm, I'm gonna get some equity in here and she was like bro you like you're a man like you should like you you, you know whatever the like you're a man he like no no get a job but right. here's the here's, here's the crazy thing because he's so lazy bro the guy ends up, and by the way, he would have got equity based right. upon the situation. He would have right. got like probably alimony, everything. Wow. But the situation is he was so lazy. He didn't even want to get an attorney and really, you know, go through the paperwork properly. So they pretty much put it in the paperwork that he couldn't get shit. Hmm. And he just signed it because he didn't want to even go through, you know, manage the process. So he still ended up walking away with nothing. And he was pissed because he was like, You finesse me. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's just a, a story. story. It's a horror story. Well, well, the other thing is, is that there are men like that. There's stories that I've heard from from women where they've actually gone out after the wives for spousal support and where they're they've purposely stopped working or camped out in the house because mm. they don't want to lose the house. Like the first first person who vacates the house. That's the person who no longer, a lot of times legally, yeah. you don't own the home anymore. And so mm. they would literally like make sure they didn't leave the house because of that. But then also it was about going after her for spousal support because they also did not want to work. They so, wanted to be, continue to be provided for after the marriage. Mm. That's insane. So, okay. So let me, what's the difference between a mama's boy mm -hmm. and let's say a guy who decides to be a at-home dad? Oh, there are, there are, let me, so this is, th there is definitely a change that is happening, has been happening over the past maybe seven to 10 years in this world. And again, talking to wives where you have a lot of women who are making amazing moves. Like there's a real thing in the black girl magic in this world. Okay. Mm -hmm. and I know your, your viewers are from all over, right? but it is. Women are climbing the corporate ladder. They're making a lot of money. And so when you look at daycare for three kids, and if you have three under three and it's $1,500 per kid, when you do the math, for some families, it makes most sense for the dad to be a stay-at-home, depending on what her job is. Because, and I will say this, a homemaker 
a wife that stays home and takes care of the children, that is a job that is needed. It is valued. Thanks. That is why people pay a nanny lots of money to do that job. And so if you have a household in which there is a person who is working out, there has to be someone that's going to take care of the kids. So I don't see a man that is taking the non-traditional role as being the homemaker, making sure that, you know, the house is kept and taking care of young kids. I don't see that as a mama's boy. I see it as a decision between the couple to have the wife who might be a surgeon or executive. She's traveling every week that there's the consistency in the household of him being in the house. If that is their dynamic. Now, if that's the case, okay, is it okay for that man in the case of divorce mm -hmm. to then seek alimony or mm -hmm. and or spousal support? I think so, because he okay. has not he has not worked during that time frame. So it's just it would be the same if for a woman. So I think we have to play fair <sighs> in that box. That <laughs> that's that's what I feel. That's I, the re play, the re play I mean, the reality is there is no fair. That's just the reality is this. There's just double standards tied all through relationships. And that's fine. I think we're mm -hmm. I think we actually like double standards. Healthy. Most <laughs> women like for a man to open the damn door for him. Absolutely. That's just what it is. Absolutely. It, doesn't, it doesn't matter what the situation right. is. Right. That's what women like and they expect. And I have not seen a ton of healthy examples of a man not working with an apron on at home, cooking breakfast and all meals. I haven't seen a bunch of healthy examples of those. In fact, so, that would make me uncomfortable if my dad was doing that. Man, it. let me like, tell you something. You doing, if any of my boys telling me that that's the game plan, yeah, man, we talked about it. All right. I'm going to quit my job. Yep. Yeah, yeah. right. I'm gonna make, I'm gonna, I got now we're, we're, we're partners. We're partners, right? and 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 I'm, I'm actually gonna take her last name. Just, yeah. just, <laughs> just for a start. <laughs> I'm like, hell no, bro! Don't sign up for that. All right, because one of the player that number what was it? The guy number three, guy number three yeah. gonna be your lady. <laughs> oh lord, facts, facts. Or it might be the shark. I don't, I don't like that arrangement. Or the narcissist at that point, because at that point, she's just like, look, I got to get something, master. I got to get something, because this man here is like, I mean, the polarity is no longer. But, but, but you're saying that it's some ladies that are saying they cool with this non-working homemaker. Yes. Yes, there are, depending on their household. Because, again, if you have a woman who's an executive that's living in New York or traveling to New York or California three days out the week, Who's taking the kids to practice, making sure that they have the food that they need? But that works for some people early on, especially with when we're talking about toddlers and young yeah. children. Now, if your children are in high school, they're self-sufficient, even middle school, that's a different conversation. Right. But again, it depends on the couple. You know, so with this particular guy, it because, you know, the player, he, he got some skills. The shark got some skills. The narcissist even has high level of skill mm -hmm. yeah but the mama's boy just seems he's the like, weak he's the weakest man seems like the weakest yeah. man but i think a lot of women still give this man an opportunity so mm -hmm. what is it about this man that even mm -hmm. would attract a woman to give him a shot dickmatized yeah <laughs> well maybe that's now, true that, it seemed like a mama's boy would have weak stroke as well that's what i mean i don't i mean i don't know but i seemed like that would this be situation case. my boy was stroking at london this is the story i just told oh, you she told you she told okay it yeah. was going it was i mean from from back in the day like that's how it kind of wow. went well that goes back to my main point is that when you are in a place as a woman that you are dating and you're dating because you're you want to be married so bad you want to have children so bad you said, what is it? Yeah. You overlook those red flags. Mm. Oh, he did ask me if I would, you know, help him out with this. And he didn't even think about, like, let me go out and try to do this on my own first before I ask. And there's a difference between being a helpmate and dating because we all know the stories about Barack Obama 
and Michelle helping him pivot with his 100. career. We know about Ryan Coogler um, and his his girlfriend at the <laughs> right. time actually purchasing the software, which helped him write the actual, you know, movies and scripts that he wrote. She mm. purchased that. You know, we talked about Denzel Washington and Pauletta driving him around to his actual go sees when he started out as an actor. So I get that, but that's different than the mama's boy. Got I it. Do, I do agree. I do agree. That's different. It's just crazy to me. No, it really is. The mama's boy is, I mean, I don't even want to be friends personally as a man with the mama's boy. I agree. Because I know <laughs> men like that. And if he's asking for all those things, I mean, I think it's just so he's many. He's probably asking his friends as well. So let's just be honest. Like he, his, he, probably yeah. doesn't, he probably doesn't have because friends he is strong enough to actually help in that way. That's mm -hmm. true. That mm -hmm. woman is probably his strongest ally, I would mm -hmm. think. Because it's just so many people to ask. I mean. There, there are. That's and, always my point. Like, yeah. he couldn't ask. Before he asked you to loan him twenty thousand, he like there was nobody, or he didn't try to go out for a business loan, or what did he tell you he did in that process before he asked you? Exactly. And you've only been dating him for like a month, huh? What? But he's mm. a millionaire. Okay. <laughs> so, ladies, if you done ran into him, I want to, I want to see Mama's boy in the chat. If you done dated a Mama's boy, I want you to put Mama's boy right there up in that chat. Facts, and we still got listen. We still got three more. So I just want to quickly review the the four we got. We got the Narcissist, number one. Yep. The shark. Yep. The player. Mm -hmm. And the mama's boy. Yes. So I want to go ahead and drop a poll real quick. Ladies, when dating, what type of man are you most likely to run into? Now, we got seven, but I'm going to just start with the four because we, mm -hmm. we only get four choices. So ladies only, when dating, what type of man are you most likely to run into? The shark, the player, Ooh. the mama's boy, or the narcissist? And if you're watching the replay, you better put it in the comments. I want to see this. I'm getting some yeah. data here because the, the mama's boys in the chats are going nuts right now. <laughs> so we just dropped that poll. So go ahead and answer that poll. And I want to get to person, uh, guy number five here, that you are to avoid. Yes. So this is the guy that's resistant to change. Mm. And so with this guy and... Again, Aldewan talks about it all the time, you know, with the ring formula ladies. It's because the guy that's resistant to change is he is not going to be open to any change within the marriage. Mm. He's not open to your thoughts. He's not open to, you know, as opposed to going to the beaches of Alabama, can we please just go to Puerto Rico or St. Lucia or can we try a new experience? I know you like Longhorn Steakhouse, but <laughs> can we please, you know, at least try this other restaurant down the street? And he's like, no, this is what I'm used to. This is what I want. I don't want anything different. And so men that are resistant to change, they also, in my opinion, don't reach the necessary elevation mm. sometimes within their marriage because a true helpmate, a woman in your life, a real woman can move you to the next level, can help move you to the next level. And so a man that's resistant to change, he doesn't even see it that way. He sees her as competition. He can also mm. see it as conflict. And so it just that's that it makes for a very, very, very difficult marriage when you're married to someone who's not open to change. So this is the man that always wants the the, the chicken finger and fries at every restaurant. Oh right. Wow. Actually. I, so here's here's what's interesting, because change also can include growth. You're right. Absolutely. So that's why you're talking about he's going to have trouble elevating his relationship, but he also he's going to have trouble elevating his career. Right. As well. I actually know of um, uh, a story of another young lady. I, I think I told on a past episode, it's one of the craziest dynamics, man. This young lady, this, this is in the shark days. EQ was high. She was, <laughs> oh my gosh, she was going through so much. Um, had a 
uh, uh, mom and dad who've been married for years. Okay. And I remember she explained that to me. And I was like, wow, that's incredible. <laughs> she was like, uh. mm. she goes into telling me why. First of all, dad has worked at his uh, job for probably 40 years. Mm. Interesting thing. I think the mom and the dad have the same exact job, like same position mm. at the place. Mm. They work together. But he expects her to come home and do the double shift. Like she, she mm. still, she got all domestic duties. Wow. And he'll get on that ass if it ain't right. Like mm. you better get the cleaning, mm. get your ass to cooking. Mm. <laughs> it sounds like right? hard. <laughs> and, and, and then on top of that, you better get your ass in this car to carpool to go to work. We're going to work together. We got the same job. Mm. Interestingly enough, he was actually offered a promotion. Okay. Mm. He turned it down. Insane. Because it required him to use Excel. And he does wow. not he was scared want, of Excel. He does not want to learn how to use Microsoft Resistant Excel. Resistance to change. Resistance to change. I was blown by that. Yeah. I was really blown by that. So I can see, I mean, obviously that's an extreme example. Right. But we can also look at the positive example, right? So we can look at, for instance, I remember this story that um, Steve Harvey um, talked about. And he talked about how he had not been really out the country traveling pr pr prior to being with Marjorie. And just how she opened him up to all the places outside of the world. Yeah. And so here you have a man that's successful and she opened him up to that. But he had to be open to taking a 23 hour flight over to South Asia or wherever, because that's where Marjorie wanted to go. And Marjorie's huge in the fashion. And he's brought her into he's brought she's brought him into the, like the fashion game. And so you see, again, it's like you to be able to be open to change, even Barack Obama, President Barack Obama, it's like if he wasn't open to Michelle saying, hey, I feel like you need to approach and, and go after these different constituents. She even says in her book that he would not be president. Wow. If it weren't for her being the helpmate. Mm. And that's a very strong statement because that says a lot about her as a wife. Yeah. I think um, I think that's good counsel because uh because well, I do think that some level of stubbornness is important to have as a man. Okay. You know, mm -hmm. like so me for example, I I don't care where we at, I'm always going to be checking the surroundings, I'm always going to make sure the door locked. Mm -hmm. I don't care if it's a five-star resort or whatever. Mm -hmm. Tyshawn, no. Mm -hmm. When it comes to safety, I'm very like rigid borderline yeah. paranoid yeah brother <laughs> but, but that's okay right but that's okay but right. I, I think a lot of times that stubbornness can really you know in some cases be fear right where the guy's just so afraid of something you know being Change. out of his element right yeah. yeah that they just don't want to attack but i do think a lot of that particular thing mm -hmm. i think a lot of women end up marrying those guys mm -hmm. i think the average guy is probably resistant to change. See, and here's the thing, because I, I don't want to, you know, dump on my brothers that are, you know, content with, you know, uh, some levels of modesty. Right. right? But, but this like is the guy wanna... that works the same career this, well, but, for 30 but, years. But so my father worked the same career until he retired. Um, From the time I was born until he retired. And my father... He gets up every morning. He has oatmeal. He has his apples. He eats pretty much the same thing before he goes to bed. He has bran flakes. He takes the same way to work every day. So there's also, I feel like men are very also consistent Yes. Um, in their behaviors, which is different from someone who's not willing and mm. open to let's, hey, let's try something new. That's a big, and I, that's what I wanted to make clear, mm -hmm. right? Because don't be side-eyeing your man because he like be the right. order chicken chicken wings and fries every, <laughs> every time. That's, don't side-eye. It's, it's more so 
the ability to open your mind to new conversations, to new opportunities, mm -hmm. not necessarily because he's routine and boring, right. does he mean he's not a good guy? Right, right. So I just want to make sure that we, we brought clarity to that. Because that is totally my father. My father has the same routine, same schedule, but at the same time, I like that because I can count on my father to always show up and do what he says he's going to do. Absolutely. I think mm -hmm. some of the best men live by a routine. Absolutely. And they are stubborn about that routine mm -hmm. because it keeps them in flow. It keeps mm -hmm. them productive. It keeps them, you know, uh, being able to perform and have expectations on, you know, their day. Right. And um, uh, that's uh, I, I, I seen some I'm addressing some, whoa, whoa, whoa. some chats what about now? What about, I in the comments. What about now, Mecca, is in terms of uh, intimate partnership, mm -hmm. would you be OK with your partner? I guess it's hypothetical, but would you be okay with your partner keeping the same career, mm -hmm. same position for 30 years? Yes. Aldoan is a psychologist and one of the top psychologists, as you all know, drop, you know, on my hubby. But yeah, no, he, that is what he is passionate about. He is purpose-led and driven. And so also when you're talking about alpha men, they know the calling on their lives that God mm -hmm. has given them. And so for a lot of them, yes, they have, they are very focused on that thing. And that thing will keep them there because that's where they have been. That's the assignment that God has given them. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Okay. So, I mean, that, that's a really good one. That was number mm -hmm. five, right? That, that yes, five. that was number five. Okay. We got five guys to avoid here. We getting down to the last two ladies. Yes. Now, before we get to these last two, I got this poll. Close it out. It was ladies only. When dating, what type of man are you most likely to run into? And we got shark player, mama's boy, and narcissist. And narcissist for the win. I oh, mean, my God. <laughs> Did I tell you? That's, yeah. 34%. I mean, this is, so it First doesn't matter how, you know, what statistics we pull out and how rare this may actually be. <laughs> Narcissists always seem to rank the highest amongst the type of men that women are dealing with. I wanna, why, first why? of all, we're going to have an episode where we, we talk to all y'all women dating a narcissist, and I really want to hear. <laughs> yeah. I really want to hear what the hell going on, because it and can't be. I just refuse to think that it's just that. Because a narcissist, to me, when I hear about a narcissist, mm -hmm. you know, and, and we have guests talk about it, it seems to be this, like, really, it's like super highly intelligent, person that's super focused on themselves i just don't think it's like an evil genius it's like an evil like an that's evil exactly genius. what it kind of is i just don't yeah. think it's that many dudes out there nah. that's just that level of diabolical where they trick you to hating yourself like they could they're I that don't, clever which is why i think the term is loosely used mm. so it's like he's really a player that's mani manipulative manipulative but, you, but you're saying he's a narcissist and he's not a narcissist he's a lying player right, <laughs> right. he's a player right. that's just smashing other women and lying to you right. about it exactly. that ain't no damn narcissist. Yeah. He's yeah. A liar. he's not that clever right he's just a liar right yeah <laughs> all right so let's get to the guy number six here i want to hear this one so guy number six, ladies, are the stringers. And I didn't say swingers, stringers. Oh, so stringers, I, I know what this one is. yeah, so stringers keep you in the gray area. So you don't really know where you are. I'm like, hey, girl, what's going on with you and Rob? And you're like, I don't really know. Like, I don't really know where we are. I don't know, like, what we're doing. He hasn't really said anything. A woman who's in control of the timeline and control of the relationship, I know exactly where we are and what we're doing and where we're going. There's never a question. And that's why I tell women to operate in your confidence, being feminine, but operating mm. your confidence. Because this guy will keep you as the forever girlfriend. Mm. That's, that's the space that you play. And you may not even be a girlfriend. It's just you're doing something 
and you think that you're getting closer, but you're not because yeah. he's just literally stringing you along. Oh, you're just you're just riding the wave. You know, and it's so crazy because I got some 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 homies that I've came up with. They've been that stringer. Mm -hmm. And I just feel so bad for the ladies because they don't know how that man talks about them. Right. It's not it's not of reverence. Right. It's of this is the current chick until something better. Comes, right. Or right. until I get tired of her. But mm -hmm. is no room for advancement. Right. But they always around. They mm -hmm. always around. But this guy, he always got one of the women around. Mm -hmm. So yeah. it was this one girl until right. she got tired of the three years. Then, right. Then, but right after she gone, right. it's the next girl. I'm like, damn, where this girl come from? Right. And she around for the next two years. But right. man, these guys, ooh, that's the, that's and the you know worst. What? I feel so bad one. for women yeah. when I feel bad for women because ladies, we all talk about the clock, right? So you know when I mentioned that we talk about Okay, 35 and up, you're having those appointments with your OBGYN. She's asking you, okay, do you want children or you want marriage? You know, things do change, right? For women, they do. And so the stringer, a lot of stories I'm heartbroken by because a woman has spent three years, a year, two years, five years, and this guy never had any intention of making her the one. It was, they were just coasting in this place. And she never really, sometimes she asked the question, others don't, because they're like, oh, I don't want to lose him or rock the boat. Yep. So I'm not going to say anything because I don't want him to not like me or I don't want him to call off the relationship. But are you in a relationship? You don't know if you're in a relationship. You don't know what you're doing. You don't know where you guys are. Have you met his parents? And sometimes the parents and friends feel bad, like, oh, man, here comes Ashley. And he might yeah. even introduce them to the parents. Oh, some yeah. of them are savage, where yeah. they will be with the family. They oh, will get yeah. all the experiences, Absolutely. get all the friend experiences, and still be in a gray. Yeah. And, and that's a, and see, that's the thing about it. It's only... Uh, uh, that kind of guy knows the kind of woman he can get away with that. Oh, with. absolutely. Because let me tell you something, and I say this, when we get through, get through any of the women that go through the ring formula course... They know exactly who they're dealing with. They're not even going to put up with a guy keeping them in the gray space mm. or keeping them as a forever girlfriend. We want to avoid that at all costs because that is a waste of our time. Man. The stringer. First of all, just, all you got to do in that one, because I have definitely strong women along. I have. And all you have to do is give her just enough. Mm -hmm. That's it. Mm -hmm. Just enough. And you'll be surprised. It's not even a lot. Mm -hmm. Like you can literally have a few girls that you're dealing with and easily be just giving them one date a week, mm -hmm. one or two really good phone conversations mm -hmm. a week. All of the experiences and that's all are, you have are pretty, to do. pretty solid. Mm -hmm. Some solid experiences. You might even do some nice and creative for her on Valentine's Day because you got to be with somebody. So you might just like send her something. You know what yeah. I'm saying? <laughs> like yeah. passive. So it's like, it's very, like, and, and you learn what that tolerance level is mm -hmm to just stay just above what it needs to be and that relationship. And again, you, it is a, it is a created, a manufactured confusion right. that you want to keep her in because you don't want to have a clarity. Clarity actually is the enemy to this brother. Oh Absolutely. yeah. Cause that ends the operation. Absolutely. And so you already gave away the red flag, which is typically the holidays at times. There's people that go through the holidays and they're still, you know, stringing people along but typically the, the holidays will expose that because all of a sudden you guys get into an argument before Christmas 
um, or New Year's and then you guys aren't together around Christmas. You guys aren't exchanging gifts. You guys aren't together for New Year's and you just happen to not be in a good place around Valentine's Day. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what the writing is on the wall. Like, what is going on? That's solid. That's why the players know that, you know, (laughs) Valentine's Day and birthdays, roster reset. (laughs) I'm telling you. Because everybody knows where they stand on those days. It's Mm -hmm. typically holidays in general, but Valentine's Day in particular. If you're not the one getting one-on-one time on Valentine's Day. Say it again. Baby, you know where you stand. You're right. not who you thought you was. Right. Right. <laughs> oh, it's, all, it's really all the holidays. New Year's, right. Christmas, Absolutely. Thanksgiving, everything. The fellas going to be pissed at this one, man. <laughs> My bad, fellas. The, yeah. the stringer, though, that's, man, that's just low level. Mm-hmm. Nah, no, it, no, honestly, because that's the, the, the reality of it is, it's just really a lack of, of, of really integrity, probably mm-hmm. in, in, yeah. in, in all of these, but that mm-hmm. one in particular, because you know you're messing with a woman, Tom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? And, and they just don't. Don't care. Yeah, and it's 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 a it's a sa- it's it's savage. It's very savage. These are man. This is a great list. Yeah, yeah. I thanks, Doctor Tart. I want to expect <laughs> shout out to Doctor Tart, man. Shout out to that. We got and we got one final. Yes, we have we have cover. one bonus. Who is this guy. So we always talk about the the buzz word, you know, on social media is Uh-oh, like what was that? the high value man. Oh, you know, my the high God. value man. But no one talks about the seventh man on this list. And it's a bonus one that I've added recently. And that's really because I've been talking about the importance of character with the women in our cohort. The importance of character is so important because the low character man is the man that is missing integrity, honesty. And the reason why, and also say that for me, a man that doesn't have character, it matches up with like faith and character go hand in hand for me. Because I don't want a man who's in the church and praising God and reading the Bible, but he has a lack of character Mm. because then he doesn't have integrity. He's not honest. And a person who is not, does not operate in honesty and integrity with you, trust and believe it's also in other places. Wow. So is there a specific title? Is it just like a man who lacks character? character. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, that, that probably, I mean, that guy, I mean, that kind of dips over into you know, much of, you know, these other guys as well. Mm-hmm. And that's just when you're thinking about a long-term partnership, you know, for really anything, right. not even just love, but love right. especially, but mm-hmm. in business, anything like character truly is the foundation that everything else sits is. on. It absolutely is. If you can't have character, you you build trust on top of character, you build a family on top of character, mm-hmm. you build finances on top of character. That mm-hmm. literally is the foundation and mm-hmm. if the character is not there right then everything else i mean it's just it's, it's just sitting on sand so I, how are women um you know i guess falling for this type of dude is it in like what types of character i guess issues are they showcasing during the day like they stealing from the, the girl they, no it's know. typically where he's not <laughs> well i hope he's not doing but i mean there nah, are guys that are he's snatching he's purses you're right i ain't know if he's stealing yeah. from her you know why she sleep or you, you know. know it's so funny that you mentioned that because it makes me think about a story of when i was in college and i rarely tell this tell this story but there was a guy who um played basketball overseas and i had just started kind of talking to him i love your stories by the way you gotta and keep things rolling yeah, yeah good, and good. so i remember we were um we had just come from like being on campus and i was at clark atlanta you know hbcu alone Shout out. 
Yes. And I had just gotten book money from my mother's friend who was in town from California. She was visiting. And I remember putting it in a glove compartment. And it was something that happened so quick. She gave me the envelope. I put it in there. Didn't think anything of it. And so I was riding around with him. We went to the gym, hung out at the gym, worked out together. And when it was time to drop him off, okay, that's probably the first problem. I was dropping him off and I got to my dorm. <laughs> the money was missing. And I said, yeah. oh my gosh, like, did I take it? I was like, because I was like, it could have not been him. Like this guy plays basketball overseas. Like he has... He's, I understand he's recovering right now. He had an injury and he denied, denied, denied. Someone must have, you must have left the car doors unlocked at the gym. Like someone must have taken it. And I was like, in my mind, I was like, there's no way that he would take my money, a college student that doesn't have a whole lot of money and from a woman. And it wasn't until, I kid you not, like six, seven years later, I was actually at a conference speaking. And I remember running into him. He was with, I guess, his wife, girlfriend. I didn't look at the ring finger. And he told me, he put me aside and he was like, I want to let you know that I apologize because I actually took that money. Oh my God. Damn. Wow. I would have took yeah. that one to the grave. I ain't gonna lie. That's yeah. just low. That's low. Yeah, because God. the thing is, see, the, but the thing is, is that you can't do things like that to God's people. Like I have a mm. covering over my life. And so with him, he tried to rehab, rehab to get back to playing. It never happened. I'm not going to say like <laughs> my covering right. prevented him from playing, but you can't operate like that in life because it always comes back to you. But whatever the weight was that he had been carrying around, he made sure that when he saw me, even when he was with somebody else, that he approached me and apologized. Oh, he needed to, yeah, because when somebody does that, that wasn't to so she could know. That was for him. Yeah, right. It, it, was on, it was on his mind. So absolutely. 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 That's wow. been haunting him. It, absolutely. Wow. And mm -hmm. you you just, so did the relationship just kind of fizzle out because it he did. went overseas? It did. No, it's just like, it wasn't, it wasn't a match. Like there were just things in the relationship. I was like, uh, you know, we're not really vibing as much as I thought we were. You know, I'm not going to waste my time. And we just went our separate ways. But it still was like, how did that money disappear? And I was like, well, maybe, you know, at the gym, you know, I was off the Metropolitan at one of the, the gym that used to be over there by, you know, by the AUC. Yeah. And I was like, well, maybe I did leave the car doors unlocked or when he went out to get his bag, like someone grabbed it. But yeah, I would have never initially thought it was him because I was like, he's a basketball player. He has yeah. money. Like, why would he take my book money? Man, honestly, that I, is great. Stealing from a the, woman a, a, a that you date, right? A broke college, I know. A, a broke I know. college student. Oh, yeah, low. That's, that's like low. I've been a lot of things, but I damn sure ain't never been no thief. Yeah, and that's just been one of the that's just one of the biggest turnoffs as a human being. Right. I don't care I mean, who the hell you is. Who thief? knows what else he was capable of? To oh, absolutely. Be in that kind of spot. I mean, could have been lying about it. He could have brought anything to your doorstep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Man, that one is is dangerous. So man. Men of character is what we need to be out here looking for. Yes. I, I think essentially that's really what we got yeah. from this list and what the most important thing we need to be doing when we out here dating, we meeting, is understanding who it is that's in front of us. Right. right? You can only do that with time. That doesn't happen when you're pressured and you're pressed and you're rushed. It happens when you have a strategy um, when you're doing things differently and you are responsible for your timeline. First of all, round of applause, Lano, for Thanks. this game that just came up in here right now. 
because we just literally broke down the seven types of men to avoid. And, uh, you know, the old me popped up on that list like once. <laughs> like once. <laughs> and you said the old me. It's the so old, hell yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. And, you know, it's crazy. It's crazy because now... Because you know, we did my fellas kind of. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to do the seven types of women to avoid now. Yes. We gotta do one for the fellas now. Yeah. Don't worry, yours is coming. The thoughts. But That's I, number one. <laughs> no, no, I think I think number one, the baddies. Oh. See, I got. Look, look, look. Listen, we, 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 we gotta hold that one. I like that. You like that? I, like that. I was I gonna like go that. somewhere. I was gonna go somewhere. <laughs> we, with gotta, that one. we gotta mix it up. We hey, gotta mix it up. Fellas, hold on. It's coming. Custom, right? custom. That's the sequel. <laughs> That's gonna be the Harley Initiated special. It's really going crazy right now. Shout out to Dana Ridley who just joined the Initiate family. Shout out to Simply and Zynga. Can we say Simply and Zynga? I mean, player of the week. What does she do? She just drive five memberships. She oh, five my gold bottles. Gosh. And then Janeth. Oh, Another. man. Janeth, you need to call up to the show. We we miss you. Janeth also dropped the five bottles right now. Another one. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go ahead and match. I'm about to drop me five memberships Uh-oh. right now. Another I'm about one. to drop me five memberships Another right now. <laughs> I love it. The memberships are dropping in the chat. And Join we, the initiates, people. Y'all know y'all got to be a part of this. And can we give a shout out while I drop these five memberships? Because I'm because we about to matter of fact, tell them what we about to bring up. Because I want to make it initiates only from here on out. Guys, let me tell you, we're gonna do something very special because we had to do this because I'm not about to just have y'all scared of my men's out here. Like it ain't no real men of character and men of integrity running around this joint. All right. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna have a fun segment, okay? On why she got the ring. I'm actually gonna bring up some men of character, some men of integrity, the men that you don't want to avoid, all right? In fact, some husbands. And we're going to bring them up here, and we're going to have a conversation about why they chose their wives. Because y'all ain't about to just be scared of my brothers out here. Y'all always talking about these men don't exist. Mm -hmm. Here it goes. It's about to be some... I'm about to say how bad you mean. No. (laughs) I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say that. No, but some ring formula care. men that they want to be with. That's what we'll say. The ring formula yes. men mm-hmm. are about to hit the stage real quick. So y'all stay tuned because um, they coming up here in just a minute. Ryan, you got anything for the people before we go ahead and get bring our brothers up? Well, guys, listen. I mean, that's 15 new memberships. So I just dropped a five-piece just now. All right? So we got 15 Another new memberships. One. Just made the chat initiates only. So we're about to go crazy tonight. And I can't wait to speak to the guys. And I want to give a shout out real quick. Shout out to one of our initiates. Shout out to Nicole. Can we pull up that picture, Nicole, real quick? Big shout out to Nicole. Nicole is actually a winner of Paul Bechet's signed copy of Dear Future Wife. Round of applause for Nicole. Beautiful Nicole. Nicole, are you in the chat right now? We love you, Nicole. Listen, Nicole's been down with us since day one. So it's only right that we we represent for and and, and show 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 off a little bit. I love seeing my initiates holding books, man. I like seeing us getting better. That's what we're doing this year. All right. I want my men. That's in here, the ladies that's in here, we're going to be reading books. We're going to be getting better. We're going to be in here connecting. We're going to be in here elevating all of the above, and we're going to be doing it the right way, okay? So check this out now because we're about to get into it. We're about to have a good time, y'all, because we got some pretty amazing brothers backstage that we're going to be bringing up here and that we're going to be having a good conversation with um, so we can get some good game and perspective from on why she got the ring. In fact, what I'm about to do here and pop it off. 1,100 people in the chat, by the way. Tom. I'm about to pop off here. 1,100, man, big shout out to everybody in the chat right now. I want to go ahead and pop it off with a very powerful brother, okay? This brother here is a board-certified pediatric dentist, y'all, okay? Let me tell you, this brother here serves as a church deacon 
teacher, leader in his community. He is currently a member of several professional organizations. Big shout out to A5A Fraternity American Academy of Pediatric Dentists and Rotary International. And he's a husband, a father. Matter of fact, a husband celebrating 15 years of marriage. And today Hand he's coming up on here to Harley initiated Dr. Jaha Howard. Welcome to the show, brother. Hey, appreciate you. Appreciate it. Appreciate the introduction. Absolutely, man. Happy to have you here, brother. How you I feeling? Today? I'm happy to be here, man. I was listening to it like, man, who's he talking about? That guy sounds interesting. I enjoy watching the show and y'all, y'all are great. This is I'm a first timer, so forgive me for being out the loop. Uh, y'all yep. did a great job. I just really love the energy that y'all are bringing. So appreciate to the host and, and Mecca did a great job. So keep it up. Well, let's get it. Let's get it. First of all, before we get into it, man, you was ever one of these seven men that, you know, these ladies need to avoid? No, I don't think so. I I think uh, a lot of men could find themselves at some point in their lives and thank God for growth and some time. So, yeah. 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 Well, look, before we get into it, I want to just give the people some context. So could you give us just a brief idea of how you even met your wife in the first place? Oh, man. Uh, So. Vanessa and I both went to Howard University, but we, in undergrad, we did not date. We kind of had a lot of mutual friends. We knew of each other, but didn't really know each other. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I was aware of her, kind of. It wasn't until a homecoming event that uh, I I saw her. Uh, We were at a bar, you know, homecoming event. She had just graduated. I'm two years out. And I roll up on her. I'm like, Veronica. Delta, right? And I just knew because, you know, I, I I thought I was the man, you know, pre- chapter president, student government, all that good stuff. And and she just looked at me like, no, just, just she wasn't rude about it. Just like, no, that doesn't mm. impress me. And mm. right there, I was like, oh, because it's homecoming. We're having fun. Everybody's just kind of doing their thing. I'm figuring I can just roll up, got the wrong name. She's not even a Delta, nothing. I just knew I knew her and she just checked me, but she yeah. didn't check me in a emasculating way. She checked me like, nope, this is not that kind of conversation. And right there, the whole tone just changed. So her actually oh. checking you in that way attracted you to her. Oh, oh, I, I realized right then and there, she's different. <laughs> and again, it wasn't an overcorrection. It wasn't what like going off on me. You know my, you know, you know. No, it was like, nope. She still had her grace about her, her confidence. What I said or didn't say didn't change who she was internally. All that was clear. She demonstrated yeah. so much confidence just in how she responded. She wasn't trying to check me. She just, she just checked me in her own way. She wasn't trying to like belittle me. Just like. Oh, yeah, no, no, and, and then okay, I had to like, oop, oop, I had to kind of get it back together. Oh, you know, actually, like, oh, can, you know, I had to come a little bit differently. Let me have this conversation again, kind of start over a little bit, and that changed everything. She asked me a very important question early on in the conversation. Like, I don't know how it got on this. But she was like, "Do you even know? Do you know the Lord?" Like, we're at a bar, y'all. She's babysitting somebody's drink in the very first conversation. I mean, this is. Seriously, this is initial conversation, homecoming, wow. at a hole in the wall bar, all of our, you know, our era, you know, hanging out, just chilling, bunch of friends of friends. We all got mutual friends. 
And somehow early on in the conversation, you know, because I'm trying to like correct myself and kind of come at it right. And that's a conversation. That's a question that came up early on. I mean, she's wow. literally babysitting some drinks. I don't have any drinks because I'm a broke dental student. You know, I just I barely <laughs> got in. My my account's on E. And literally, we're having a, a very mature spiritual conversation in the middle of a bar. And wow. she knew what she wanted early on. Like oh, she knew the type of man she wanted early on. So she was letting him know like these, this is what I'm looking for, whoever you are, but this is, this is what I'm looking for. Yeah. And that's what and, it sounds like. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. But here, here's the thing, Mecca, which was really interesting. She had, I found out later on after we were talking, she had a, a long time boyfriend at the time. Wow. Whoa. And I knew once I figured that out, I said, <laughs> oh, this is, I said, oh, well, y you need to go ahead and let me know when y'all break up because we we got to continue this thing. <laughs> I, was, I, I, literally wow. to I told my, my line brother that I was with, I said, I'm going to marry that girl. Mm. I'm going to marry her. And I knew it at that day. And I told you, I, had, I was not inebriated. I didn't have enough money to even buy any drinks. OK, so I'm literally like, yep, I'm going to marry her. You said something, man, because we, me and you chopped it up. We had a good conversation, man. I was, I, I, I spoke to uh, Dr. Jaha for a while, um, a few days ago, and you actually used the word that I thought was was interesting. You said, "Man, I, it was just something about her, man. I, I knew she was just wife material. Hmm. I, oh, I, just, yeah. I just knew that. I felt it. So when you think about when you say wife material, you know, you right? know exactly what I mean. <laughs> I, I, like, I, there, there's the woman that says. That the woman that you look at her, and you're like, that could be my wife. And then there's a there's a there's another woman that's like she's entertainment. Yeah, mm -hmm. one thousand percent. One thousand. And you you felt that off her. Yeah, yeah. You're like, oh, this is Thanksgiving. We all having families around, and I I'm gladly bringing you around to all the family. I want to meet all your family. Like, there's depth there. Like it, yeah. it's it was crystal clear. I was like, oh, this is different. And it's you know, funny, fast forward a little bit, when my mother met her, we had dinner, we had Thai food, uh, maybe a year later or something. And my mom, and I, anytime my mother would meet one of my girlfriends, this is fast forwarding, I always ask my mom, like, what do you think? And my mom thought it was funny because when she, she had dinner with us, she said, you never asked me what I thought of her mm. because wow. I didn't have to, I already knew. Mm. Damn. Hit a damn on that one, Lana. Damn. <laughs> so you know what that's interesting I, and, and first of all I, I love the way the way you're breaking this down and a, a lot of times women don't understand how they get categorized by men yes but it happens in, in an instant because a man oh, can oh, instantly really? look at you and and instantly know whether or not you fit the vision of who his wife is going to look like literally like just even just the aesthetic when we see you do we see you being a mother mm -hmm. with how you move and how you conducting yourself mm -hmm. and how you speaking in public? Do we see you us taking you places or bringing you home? Mm -hmm. It's a look. Obviously, we got to go further into it to see if what we think is consistent. Mm -hmm. But sometimes instantly from what we see, it looks oh. like sex. Oh. It looks like oh. entertainment. You already, know what, you already know what category and you and men, we conduct ourselves accordingly. Mm -hmm. We we. That's what we do. We kind of figure out what category we're in, what game, we're, what are we playing here? Okay, oh, this series? Oh, we we serious. And the and ones who ain't serious, they don't even try. I, I want to know this too for context too, because y'all met pretty young. So how long did y'all date prior to uh, marriage? 
let's see, I was uh, 23, 22 is when we started dating. We were engaged literally as soon as I was, I had enough student loan money to buy an engagement ring. So that was two years later. We got married a month after I graduated. Like, wow. If I had a job, if I had, if I had some kind of positive account, my account was on E on negative, we would have got, I would have been wanting to get married right before that. Mm. So Listen, what was interesting is that she was with somebody for years, you know, all through undergrad and, you know, long-term relationship. Mm. And when she met me, she was like, oh, he knows exactly what he wants. And I'm a part of that picture. And I was a bit relentless. Like, no, you just let me know. No, y'all need to go ahead and break up. And because we, <laughs> you know, literally a, a year, I mean, several months later, whatever, however long it was. It's background story now that they broke up. I had to go get rid of my situations that I was playing, you know, mm, you know, right. and then also I had to check myself because she's asking me, do I know the Lord? I'm like, I had just recently decided I am going to start taking my walk with God more seriously, mm. but I was still kind of playing. Yeah. So then I had, so I went and got myself kind of like, okay, let me, let me, this she for real. Wow. Wow. It was, it Yo, let me tell you, you're dropping the, the, the gems right now. Cause oh man, I, I got bags of gems, man. I I, I only got I, I, every time you got, I'm gonna give them freely because uh, <laughs> I love that. Listen, shout out to Janet, one of our lovely initiatives. She says, super grateful for this platform. I remember stumbling across this channel at the beginning of 2023 solely out of curiosity. I never imagined what this platform would involve into and how much I would learn from every episode. So, uh, Dr. Howard, you know, I think I want to say that the gems inspired Janeth to, to, to go off because <laughs> she really went off just now with that super chat. We appreciate you, Janeth, and we appreciate you in Zynga for throwing up another another one. five memberships. We're going another crazy one. right now. Man, big shout out to you, Simply and Zynga, major member of the family. And first of all, thank you, Dr. Job, for coming up on here and sharing your story with us. I'm hoping like because these it's important. I'm happy that, you know, we can hear stories like this because yeah. one of the, the biggest things that can happen to somebody, especially that is doing the wrong things and having the wrong experiences, they forget that Dr. Jaha Howard's exists out here in these streets. Right. And the funny thing is you was actually I mean, I'm impressed how, you know, young you were, you know, marriage minded at that point and yeah. how seriously you took it because mm-hmm. I was not on that wavelength outside I, of college, man. That's impressive, brother. Yeah. Can I say one more thing, though? I want to just give my wife a shout out because um, I was just listening to what y'all were saying earlier. Before we, before I opened my practice, what, 13, 14 years ago, um, we didn't have much, you know? What we had was really, she was the one that had the stable income. I mean, I went to residency, just had enough to kind of get going. When we were dating, I didn't have much of anything. I wasn't exaggerating when I said I bought my engagement ring with the student loan money. That and those uh, Southwest Airline little college fairs that they had a long time ago. Like that's, and we, and by the way, I, I forgot to mention this, we dated long distance. The first time we were in the same city was when, after we got married. Hmm. That's the first time we actually were in the same place. Oh boy, a real conversation. And my wife understood that I had vision. I didn't have no money, but I had a plan. 
Right. And she believed in the plan and she mm-hmm. saw herself working together alongside me so that we did it together. There would not be an A plus pediatric dentistry of Atlanta without her because we wanted to do it and do it right, which means we had to go in the hole, borrow a bunch of money, not make any money for a year or two. Mm-hmm. Her income is what held it down. Mm. Wow. And so now, like, we we can't even accept new patients. I mean, we've been backlog for, I mean, and I'm just thinking back at how we started. We had like three patients mm. and then 10, you know? And she's the one that had the stable income. Mm-hmm. And so what was it that, and it gets back to what uh, Mecca said, she trusted my character. Nowhere near perfect. Neither one of us are, but she trusted my character. And she trusted that, look, we we all got our ways about us, but we are committed to trying to serve God and express the love of God. And she trusted that. And I'm mm-hmm. thankful for her for that. So I wanted to make sure the listeners heard that. Because I don't know, I mean, my Honda was just getting from point A to point B. My 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 rear view literally had broken and I had to tape it up with with duct tape. And on those hot Atlanta days, it literally would melt in the in the rear rear view mirror. I mean, in the side mirror would actually like half fall off. Like I was a dentist driving like that. And I was let me provide context because Dr. Jaha is the top one of the top pediatric dentists in the in Georgia to the point where people are like messaging like can do you know how to get off this wait list i'm trying to get my child cuz everybody knows he's the best people what? drive from all over just to come to his practice oh we about to get oh, we, we about to get a new dentist so yeah for, for your children <laughs> pediatric dentists but it's like but no it's to say he's saying he's saying like i would have not been able to do this without my wife's support but he yeah. had a vision he had purpose and he was driven behind it. Yeah, man. Look, I love it. Dr. Jaha, man, we about to bring these other brothers up on here. If you can actually stay patient and wait with us, I'm going to try to see if I can yeah, bring us I all mean, back. I'll listen in. I'll, I'll listen in. Oh, no, no, so much listen, stay, yeah. Of course, stay in here because we're going to bring the other brothers on. But it would be dope if we can actually have all of y'all on virtually at the same time. Yeah. For us yeah. to kind of filter some questions and some super chats from the initials. Yeah, towards the end of the call. So hang tight. But thank you so right. much for joining. I'll, be, I'll Jaha, be in the chat. I'll be in the chat. Let's sure, do it. Sure. Man, big shout out. That brother there, Dr. Jaha. Very impressive, brother, man. Very yeah. impressive. Um, nonetheless, glad he t- was able to share his story. And glad you guys were able to hear his story. And we not stopping because I got another brother backstage that's about to become or come on stage here. And this brother here, man, I'm talking about this brother here is a medical device leader i don't know if y'all understand what i'm what, what we're doing right now okay because if y'all know medical device this is huge he represents the three percent of like the three percent of african-americans in his industry all right this brother holds a bachelor in broadcast journalism from the university of louisiana where he was recently named an outstanding alumni loving husband of 18 years an exceptional father of three beautiful kids community leader an entrepreneur, we are in here rocking with my main man, Stuart McCall. Welcome to the stage, hardly <laughs> initiated. We rocking with you. What's poppin', Stuart? What's up? What's up? Oh, my man still got that man. custom on. He got that custom fitted on. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. You, you, know how, you know how we say it. I just found this in the back of the closet. Just <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Um, yeah. Look, I can't believe I forgot something on my intro. This this was crucial. What's that? Man, a member of the greatest fraternity in the world, Kappa oh. Alpha Psi. Oh, shout out to the bruh. <laughs> shout out to the dude. Yes, sir. They all here repping. They all here repping tonight. You already know. Man, bitch. Cause, cause, like, I have, listen, I'm glad you said something because they, they threw in the, you know, the, the, the other guys. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, Todd, no, he should have took that out the last intro, but I'm glad we repping. Yeah. That's Green, baby. No, nah, big shout out, man. Big shout out to the brothers on here, man. First off, he went ahead and um gave us some feedback because we bring a husbands on here, man. We talking about how she got the ring, why she got the ring. So let's give a brief introduction to how you met your uh your wife. How did y'all meet? So uh it, it's funny. Uh I think on my way to school uh that particular day, one day on the yard, I think it was the first day of school. I must have the outcast album Quimini must have just dropped, right? Mm. So I'm listening to it, and then you remember the track. He's like, when I first met my sporty Odie, Dobelicious ain't right. So yeah. literally, that's the last thing I heard. So I, I get out, right? Get out of my car. I'm walking to class. And um, never forget Wednesday, I see her walking down the sidewalk, right? And I'm like, wow, this is it. This is heaven looking at me. And guess what she does when uh when I pass her? What's that? Nothing. Doesn't even see me heartbroken i was like wait wait a second we no eye contact nothing right so <laughs> i know i know so i said okay all right you know what so it's funny that entire semester i literally right would wear certain outfits just for that wednesday hoping uh she would see me and uh literally never looked my way never smiled never gave me a sign and I know some people are probably saying like, you know, man, why didn't you just say hello, right? But that's that's my fault. Um, but so fast forward, last day of the semester, never forget, this is Wednesday. I knew this was my last class. I had my double pleated corduroy pants on mm. with my white uh, muscle shirt. I knew this was it again. <laughs> passed her up and, uh, you know, she passed me again, no acknowledgement, nothing. And I never forget, I look back at her Right. And I said, I didn't want her anyway. Um, you know, I think my <laughs> ego was probably hurt a little bit, you know. Nice. So fast forward, uh, she ends up pledging. I th- shout out uh, to the good doc. She ends up pledging Delta Sigma Theta. And uh, one of my good friends uh, was her line sister. She said, hey, there's somebody I think y'all really get along. You seem like y'all really have a good match together. So I said, OK. So she uh, she told her line sister about me, right, my wife, and and uh, when she told me who she, who her line sister was, I said, "Wait, her?" I was like, "The one, her?" So I said, "All right, you know what? Do me a favor. Tell her I'm not interested." Um, playing games. I shouldn't have did that. Playing oh. games. Right. Uh, so again, right? I said that, but I, I don't know why. I, I guess I just didn't think she was probably going to say it. So f- again, fast forward, it's the next semester, my final semester of college. This is it. Uh, I go to Walmart after class. And as I'm getting out of my car, there she is, the sporty, old, delicious angel. And mm. I looked at her, she was glistening in the sun. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, she, and she looked at me and turned her head and said, uh, and I said, hey, 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 hey. And she was like, oh, I thought you didn't want to talk to me. 
right? And uh, I said, no, 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 no. That's not exactly what I meant, what I was trying to say. And then fast forward, here we are, 18 years later. And that happened uh, almost 21 years ago. Mm, he wow. hit that for real. I was just front in. <laughs> right. You right. Know, I want you, girl. Right. <laughs> man, that's what's Incredible up. Incredible story. Yeah, great story. It's kind of crazy how that, how that all to, happens. Shout out to DST, too. DST is in the chat. It was dropping the elephant emojis over here and everything. <laughs> they going nuts. Listen, Yo. I'm thankful for them. If it was not for Delta, I don't know if I would have it, right? Wow. Right. Let me wow. so let me ask you this because we want to know why you chose it, right? Right. So was was there a defining moment where you said, Okay, this woman is about to be my wife? Mm-hmm. So it, this this was easy. Uh never forget. Uh again, going back to that last semester, uh, I had a really tough class. I can't even remember the, the name of the class, but you know, this professor, he wasn't playing around and he was quick to fail you. Uh I, you know, we all heard the kind of the stories. So I had a paper that was due. You had to turn in a paper before you took your final. And the, and he assigned a paper maybe like 24 hours, 48 hours before the final exam. So I'm thinking, all right, you know, I can knock this out, be done, boom, take my final next day. Uh, so, I, you know, again, my wife, girlfriend at the time, I'm like, hey, look, you know, let's go to the cafeteria, uh, you know, get something to eat. And I said, you know, if you want, you can come hang out with me at the library. I'll knock out this paper real quick and then whatever, you know, that'll be the night. Well, uh, to my surprise, I get to the library. I'm working on this paper. Guess what time I ended up finishing uh, writing this paper? When's that? 6.30 a.m. We went from 7 at night to 6.30 a.m. And she was right there by my side the entire Mm. time. I said, my goodness, googly moogly, this is my wife. <laughs> She's a writer. This is, this is it. This is it. And uh, I uh, walked in, I think it was like seven minutes to spare uh, right before the class started and, and uh, graduated on time. Wow. So that's when I knew. I, I said, this is, uh, this, this is it. And then I will say, too, one other, one other really quick story. Uh, when she was graduating, she sent me an email saying, and I, by this time I graduated before her, I'm living in Atlanta. Uh, and she sent me an email saying, hey, listen, I'm about to graduate. And I think I want to test the waters and maybe go to Dallas. At that point, right, in my life, I had never felt the drop and hurt in my stomach uh, when I read that line. And uh, again, I went back to that same car moment where I called her up and was like, hey, 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 let's not talk like that. Right. And uh, uh, I was like, no, you should consider Atlanta. And uh, fast forward a week later at her graduation, once she walked across the stage, I proposed to her and asked her to be my wife. Ooh, ladies, if y'all didn't. First of all, that's big game right there. Yeah. Did y'all hear that? That's running. That's such big game because what, what he stated happened. Was that his lady pretty much said casually or strategically? I don't know. We got to meet the sister right. to know. <laughs> right, right, right. But she said, "Yo, I'm moving to Dallas." So what that would have did was really put them in a long distance situation. Really mm-hmm. moved her away from him. Right. So that put him in a place where essentially he had to really consider the relationship. But Re- she also right. knew he was wife material, so she was calling the shots. She was having her own timeline, and. He knew that he wasn't going to let her go to Dallas, right? Because he wasn't going to let his wife get away. You know, and I think that alone, because sometimes us men, we routine, you know, we 
just think about things as much as we need to think about things. But when a woman says that, that does kind of make you really consider who she is to you. Mm-hmm. When she right. you really have to are forced to now think about her moving away. So listen, I ain't with mm-hmm. the games. But if you lost about where you stand, <laughs> hey, that might be, he might have just put y'all up on some major game right now. If you're working with that stringer, right. I'd go ahead and feed through that's the stringer right one. here. That's right. a good one. Absolutely. Right. 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 I'm a, a, you know, that's a good point. I'm going to have to ask her, what was her, was that a strategy? Was that a game? I, think, I appreciate that. Well, it got a, it got a ring two weeks later. Yes, so a damn show did. was a good one. Right, right. <laughs> I want to ask you this too, because first off, you, you if you when you got married, how old were you? Uh, so I think I was twenty three, and she was twenty one. So impressive to me. And, mm-hmm. and your, your parent were your parents married? Yep. So parents uh, have been married for forty three years. Wow. Uh, same age as myself. Man, mm-hmm. that's great. That's beautiful, man. I mean, so your parents married for forty three years. You got married at twenty three, which. I just feel is uncanny, especially in, in a culture now where we're right. getting married later and later. Mm-hmm. But right. what, what, do you think that relationship or uh, that experience you had seeing your parents be married so long, did that, was that one of the reasons you felt like you were marriage minded that young? Uh, I, you know, that definitely played a, a, a huge part in it. Um, you know, growing up, seeing my parents married the whole time and, uh, you know, understanding the importance of marriage. Um, I think too, you know, I was very uh, goal oriented and very focused. And and I can't say like where I got this from, right? Because remember, we didn't have podcasts. We didn't have anything to kind of give advice uh, back then, but I never forget, right? I'm a freshman uh, in college and that was my fresh, my first semester. And I never forget I said to myself, I set a goal. I said, all right, when I when I graduate college, I said, in order to get the the to make the most of my opportunity in life, I said, I got to either move to Atlanta or a, a city that would be more accepting of me. Um, and then also, too, I said, by then I would have dated, you know, I would have been dating on campus and I should have met my wife by then. So whoever that person is. You know, whoever I'm kind of set on at, at that point, if I believe she's the one and it hits me, I'm going to marry her. And I said that as a eight, actually, I was 17 years old because wow. uh, I started college early. Wow. So uh, it was Dear, it, it's, it's probably a combination of the two. Right. Just mm-hmm. understand it, seeing it and then knowing that's what I wanted and then setting a the timeline of when I got to have it. Mm-hmm. That is impressive. Definitely. I don't listen. The brothers I was rolling with was not talking about getting married. They only see <laughs> after they walk across the stage. That was not the conversation, man. That's why I wanted to know, you know, your upbringing, if that had, you know, influenced your decision. But man, your story is beautiful, man. And um, no, no, I appreciate it. here's a here's another interesting point. I know you didn't uh, we didn't get to talk about uh, on my line, my line brothers. Uh, it's probably, I think it's four or five of us all got married around the same time. Wow. We're, we're all still married. That is amazing. Wow. Yeah, like Thank God for that brother right there. And all of the brothers. That's how you supposed to do That's it. So you can, you can yeah. integrate your families. But that, you know? sa- that speaks to the, to the men that he is around. Facts. So birds of a feather flock together and they all go to the same destination. That's and they true. all did. That's true. Man, first of all, listen, can you do me a favor, Stuart, man? Because, listen, I enjoyed listening to you. I know the people did. I'm looking at the chat. They love the story. 
if you can hang out backstage because I want to bring one of my uh, our last brothers here and um, then some initiates if they want to come up here and talk. I want to be able to have all of, have, have all of us talk to the people. Oh man, about to if get you will. But I appreciate you, uh, Stuart, for coming up on here and telling us your story, my brother. Of course, of course, absolutely. I'm hanging out in the chat. I'm hanging out okay. in the back room. Let's, Let's do get it. it. <laughs> All right. That's dope, man. We Listen, we on a roll so far, man. We hearing the stories, man. We yeah. actually never told the stories of a lot of the men that, mm-hmm. you know, actually got into these relationships in this way right at the at the beginning, at the cusp. Some qualified but, but this is what too. it is. Hey, and listen, this is, listen, why she got the ring. If y'all liking this here, drop a ring emoji in the chat right now if y'all like this joint. Because we might even need to do this on the set, bring brothers in in person, have this conversation. But what I want to do now. I mean, how often do you do you hear the brothers share the love stories? That's mm-hmm. true. No, that's true. It's a rare thing. That's mm-hmm. very true, yeah. especially the brothers. That's like I'm. Mean, you talking about that's 18 years, right? And happy in the game, and happy with being married. You hear about all the marriages that aren't going well. That's what you know. A lot of social media promotes who's going to divorce, who's not working out. But you don't hear these stories, and these are the stories that, as a married woman, I'm surrounded by every day. Insane. I love that's, that. That's that's a different life, mm-hmm. man. It, it's 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 out there for y'all, ladies. It's it out is. there. It absolutely is. And fellas, man, trying to why are you trying to act like the fellas don't want it either, man? Come on now. Oh, they do. <laughs> they, do. <laughs> they do. Shout out to real quick. Shout out to Cat Harlem. Shout out to Yali and shout out to Kimberly Moore for all sending over those super chats. And shout out to my girl Joyce Pack for matching in Zingas and Janet's energy with dropping the five memberships. That's lovely. Man, big Remember shout out. Remember showing love. See, see the initiates, they they really like to hear the 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 the, the intimate stories of kind yeah. of how it all popped off. Because I think a lot of times if you don't ever hear about it, mm-hmm. it's hard to believe that it even exists. Right. So to even bring right. two of the three brothers up so far, handsome qualified gentlemen talking about how much not only mm-hmm. they they love their wives and right. appreciate them. But how they had the mindset to mm-hmm. get into something serious. Yeah. Right. So it's not always these seven dudes that we're talking right. about, right? Even though some of us do have to go through some some growth and maturity, okay? Right. Okay? Oh, right, facts. Right. You know what I mean? But those of us who make it to the other side, absolutely. They out here. They are they here. are out here. In fact, let's go ahead and bring up the third brother, man, because this brother here, man, another brother coming out of this medical device in, uh um uh industry here representing the top 3% of African Americans in this workforce. Yes. And another husband, 11 years again, coming to the stage here, y'all. Father, community leader. And this brother here, he represents something a little bit different. We got a brother coming up here representing Morehouse. We got a Morehouse man coming to the stage. We got Mario Ball up here having a good time with us. Welcome to the stage, Super Mario. What's popping with you, brother? Uh, good evening, Ty. Thanks for having me on. Exciting discussion so far. Yeah, man. You heard my other brothers tell the stories, right? Absolutely. First and foremost, uh, shout out to the bros. Dr. Howard put out some of this this crimson or, or red here on the call, too. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up, man. That's what's up. Well, well, you know, break it down for us. Let us know, kind of walk us through, Mario. How, how did you and your wife meet? Yeah, I mean, you know, truth here, you know, I think one of those things, let me say first and say, thank God for, for, for allowing me to be born again here, because I've certainly been two of those seven, 
of a man to avoid. So oh, man, hold on, wait, hold on, wait, hold on, wait. Well, yeah, I want to know. Don't just be bad. <laughs> right, right. I want to know because you're listening to the show. Like, wait a minute. Wait, yeah. wait, wait, I was saying. I was saying. Don't give it up yet. Don't give it up yet. Okay. Make okay. it real quick. Name the seven because I want I want the initiates to drop which two they think he was. Right, right, right. So mm-hmm. what's the what's the seven? All right, guys so, to avoid. Ladies, again, we have the narcissist. We have the player. We have the shark. We have the mama's boy. We have the man that's resistant to change. We have the stringers that have you waiting in the water. And mm. then we also have the man that lacks character. Number seven. The man that'll snatch your, your money out your glove compartment. <laughs> right. So, Mari, before you go real quick, ladies, gentlemen, please drop it in the chat. Which two, before Mario lets us know, before he lets the cat out of the bag, so to speak, which two do you think he is? It's a lot or of, he was. A lot he of, was. Oh, my God. Somebody, uh, don't try him with no damn mama's boy. Y'all better not do that. Don't <laughs> try what? him. So, shout out to Donna Gang. She says, Shark and Stringer. Okay. Uh, okay. Player, we got a couple players and stringers. Todd, let me ask you. Let what's me ask up? You, what, what's your two? What, what you think? Looking at Mario, which one, which two was he? You know, so this brother here, absolutely player vibes. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I mean, he, he's the bride. Yeah, okay, you know, I mean, player. whether you want to kind of play around the player and the shark, you know, one of those joints, I, I mean, either one. If It's either going to be both of those or the player and the stringer. It's going to be one of those. Okay, Mario. What, what we got, Mario? Let us know. Man, um, player, stringer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I son had it. Hey, hey no, I, I'm not going to tell you how I know, brother, but okay, you know, I ain't gonna tell you, you know. But but uh, but, 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 but let me get this, let me get the story. Uh, let me get the story. My wife and I met, and, and it all kind of are not here. So when we met. My roommate and I both went to Georgia Tech, Morehouse, both alphas. We had the place to be, M Street downtown. He turned uh, his room into a studio, so we had studio sessions. Our place was happening. Um, my wife at the time uh, came over with her boyfriend. Um, I didn't know that at the time. Um, but yeah, I noticed that this, this beautiful girl here with these guys, she's coming to support a guy in the studio. And, you know, one of the things I noticed, I'm like, wow, she's stunning. No one's talking to her. She's in a separate room. I go start chatting. We start talking and never stop. Three hours straight go by. I actually had a date that night and four went my date talking to her and she had no idea that I lived here because I was pacing. I'm, I'm like getting blown up because I'm, I'm, I'm late for my date. And, you know, one of the things that first stood out to me about my wife is that she had poise, room full of men. She's off by herself. She's able to fit in, able to go off by herself. And, you know, conversation was just amazing. I mean, never stopped talking from the time we met. And, you know, one of the things that really drew me into her was her values about family. And that was something that was very important to me at the time. It's like, man, I want someone who is a rock, who understand, appreciate the value of family and is going to put family above all else. And so, you know, it was in that moment that I realized it's like, okay, this is somebody that I want to stay close to. Now, I had a girlfriend at the time. She had a boyfriend at the time. And so, you know, we just stayed friends. So it reminded me of Dr. Howard's story here. And so I'm we going back and forth for a while. And so after a while, she ended up breaking up with her boyfriend. 
you know, I can tell things were getting a little bit more, you know, kind of serious between her and I. And in my stringer, my, my old school stringer days was just like, oh, let me see how far I can string this along. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, one day my wife took me out to dinner. Um, girlfriend at the time took me out to dinner and was pretty much preparing. I know now she told me this after preparing to give me an ultimatum. Um, as Mecca mentioned, you know, high value women is not going to allow you to string them along. No, they're not. They know their value. They know their worth. Um, and they can they can see it from a mile away. And so before she could give me the ultimatum, um, that was also the same moment that I told her I broke up with my girlfriend at the time. And I wanted to move in that direction towards her. And it was just amazing ever since. So I think the, the thing that stood out to me was friendship. Someone that you could be a friend with, mm-hmm. talk any conversation. Um, we talked about God, talked about church, talked about upbringing. It was very impressive to me to have someone who understood, um, you know, hard work, the importance of hard work. My wife had a job since she was 16 years old, mm. um, you know, left home, took care of herself and never looked back. Grew up in a very tumultuous situation, but left Columbus, Ohio and and put herself through college and was able to make, you know, be very successful without a lot of um, family support. That mm. stood out to me. You know, one thing I realized is values. People who are working for causes bigger than themselves. I picked that up in that first conversation. Mm. And yeah. You know, when, when times get tough, this is a rock. She's going to stay solid. And that was very, very important to me. In the very beginning, I knew that this is somebody I need to stay close to. So I want to I want to sum that up here because you said a lot of good things, because mm-hmm. my next question was, what was that number one reason mm-hmm. that you went ahead and made the decision to make her your wife? And it sounded like and you correct me if I'm wrong. It was that that family value. But mm-hmm. did, 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 is that spot on? Or, Absolutely. Or, Absolutely spot on. I mean, I think one of the things that I mentioned that I realized, Ty, as she was telling me these stories, you know, my wife at the time, girlfriend at the time, would drive from Atlanta. She went to Clark Atlanta, so CAU in the house. Yeah, CAU. Wife is Monique, but went to Clark. She would drive from Atlanta during the week all the way back to Columbus, Ohio, just to go see her nieces and nephews, uh, dance recital, um, show choir just to to make sure they felt um, love and somebody was there for them. And maybe that came from her not having that as much as she would like. But that was, that was something that was very intentional and that was very important to her. And all I could think about in my player days and my stringing along days is like, wow, this is a quality. Early on, I'm getting exposed to someone who value family so much that she's going to put that above everything. All I can think about is, what if I had a woman that would put my kids first, put my family um, on that pedestal above everything else, above career, above everything else? I wanted someone that that was really important to them. And she she displayed all those characteristics. So that was that was the first quality that I was like, this got to be my wife. Another thing I would say this too, Ty, is medical devices as you move up, Stuart can attach, you move up, potentially you're going to have to move and relocate. And my job took me from Atlanta to Chicago, never been to Chicago before in my life. So I'm leaving Atlanta, growing up in the South, moving to Chicago. Um, 
and got the job. My wife loved her job at the time, working at the Weather Channel. Still to this day, she gets hot about it. Hmm. But but to follow me and pursue and support my dreams of elevation mm. in my field, she quit her job and moved to Chicago. Um, wow. Of course, that caused me. I was like, okay, I got to be serious. I mean, she is laying all that stops. I proposed. Um, but one thing I didn't know, I know I had to get out of Atlanta if, if, if I wanted us to be serious and get away from all the distractions. Uh, and honestly, right. you know, <laughs> you have to know your temptations. So right. uh, but yeah, I mean, it was just, I mean, it was pretty much, we've been consistent friends from the, the at first conversation. And then when you start peeling back those values and her commitment to family, her commitment to support my purpose, um, my leadership, um, that was everything for me. Wow. Mm-hmm. Man, incredible, man. Uh, that was, I mean, really, really good counsel, man. And this, I think, uh, again, that's, the family values aspect is so important because, you know, I spoke to, um, you know, you brothers yesterday and, um, you know, we went into some deep conversation. I was planning on having a 10 minute call with y'all to just tell y'all how to click the link to get in here. We <laughs> end up, I ended up talking to all y'all for like an hour. It was like a big part of my day. And that was consistent, you know, among you know, the, the fellas all talked about how big that was, you know, finding a woman that was big on family. And it makes sense, right? Because if you're thinking mm-hmm. about building a family with mm-hmm. a woman, you want to know that that is something that she values mm-hmm. and you want to make sure that that's evident. And it was evident in what mm-hmm. she displayed through her sacrifice and the mm-hmm. decisions that she made. And you were aware of that, mm-hmm. that she met that. And boom, the value alignment is 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 there. And um, I think that was also connected too because your past, you got some, uh, you know, the way you grew up in particular had a lot to do with that based on what you communicated, right? Absolutely. I mean, I think for me, growing up not knowing my biological father, you know, and growing up being raised by my grandmother, that's something that I learned is having that solid black family, you know, male, uh, female, mother, father support. And, you know, I wanted someone who valued that as much as I did. And, and to your point, Ty, you can't take that for granted because everyone don't share those same values. Yeah. Sometimes career and getting that bag is everything. That's it. Mm-hmm. And we'll hire nannies to take care of kids. Um, you know, and, you know, of course, over time, you know, you got to you got to have the babysitters in there as well. But I think it was important to have that 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 that, that value alignment. And that's that's my takeaway is being able to find someone who share the same values as you. Because values lead to behaviors, you know, and if you have the same values, you're going to do similar things. There are certain sacrifices and certain priorities um, that is going to be in alignment as well. First of all, man, I appreciate that. And and what I want to do now, I'm excited, man, because the beauty of it is I got, you know, my man, you know, Mario on here dropping good game. I still yeah. got Dr. Jaha and I got Stuart. Can we bring them all up on here? And you know what? Let's go yeah. ahead and make it happen. We're gonna bring all the brothers here to the stage here. Yeah. Dr. Jaha's back. Stuart's back on the call. I don't think we've ever had three people on virtually at once. I hope we don't break the platform now. This is dope. <laughs> but we all on here, and I'm excited yeah. to chop it up. And well, I, th- I thought you had a, re- a really good question, so I kind of want to run that back for the the panel of men. Because you asked uh, Mario which of the seven guys he identif- identified with most, mm-hmm. which was good. So if we can actually ask that uh, to our other two guests, 
if there was one of the seven guys that you identify with most, what which one was that? And Mecca, could you go over those again? Yes, gonna go over the list again. So we have the narcissist, we also have the shark, we have the player, we have the mama's boy, the man who's resistant to change, the stringer, and the man who has that lacks character. Mm. So they quiet now. <laughs> <laughs> Mecca, can you tell me about the shark again? One more time. So the, the difference between the shark and the player, the shark is very calculated. So it's not, you know, the player, it's about having fun, having a good time. The shark is more of a hunter. So it's about for him being able to, you know, conquer women, really. Yeah. Um, whereas the player is just fun. He really doesn't know what he wants. He just he's just out there having a good time. Yeah, slanging and banging, you know, right. out, there, out, out, out there, out there having fun, and then you got the number one was the narcissist is straight, you know, pretty clear what that is. The mama's mm -hmm. boy is a pretty needy guy, right? Um, Resistant to change, you have you have no influence over this man, and then the stringer, he keeps you in the gray space. You're just wondering yeah. what you're doing, yeah. where you are. Man. And then the man who lacks character. Don't worry, we won't judge y'all. Really? Yeah. Like sometimes men don't I, fall into those categories. I feel like I had like shark tendencies, but it was different. You know, there's a stereotypical shark, but I feel like I was the nice guy shark. Oh, <laughs> the sneaky oh one. And the, man, the ones who are listening to me, y'all know who you are. You're the ones that nobody knows you're a shark, but you a shark. No, facts. So, yeah, he's, he's friendly. He's kind. Oh open man, the it's like yeah. there's no yeah, way. Chivalrous <laughs> shark. That, that's the one. He's that, a chivalrous yeah. shark. They, they, don't, they don't think he drinks. And, I, and you know, they just think he just read the Bible yeah, every day. Everybody's thinking as a husband. Yep. Yeah. Everybody. So I know how transformative my life has been over time. Like I know what God did in my life. But some people on the outside looking at me like you've always been a nice guy. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you know. Uh huh. So I, I think I'm probably a, a, a variation of a, of a, I was a shark at some point. Had to use my superpowers for, for good. That was a good one. Well, Stuart, Stuart, what Stuart, about what you? you got, man? Yeah, don't be hiding from us, man. What, what you got? I was, I was really trying to figure out how I could click off camera on this one. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's, what's up, Mario? What's oh, up, man? The audio don't work. You're like, what? Right, right, right. <laughs> testing, testing, testing. Um, I guess probably the first one that came to mind was the uh, was the stringer. And the reason I say that is because when I graduated, my wife was younger than me. Uh, and so when I graduated, I moved to Atlanta. And actually, right before I moved to Atlanta, uh, I, I broke up like we, we you know, I, I officially broke up with her. Uh, and so uh, while living in Atlanta, you know, it was kind of like as as a man, you know, you uh, want her to stay committed to you, but yet and still, you know, you are not officially in a relationship, right? Mm -hmm. So, uh, I, I I didn't know that at the time, Mecca. Thank you for letting me know. Uh, <laughs> as a stranger, but right, right, but 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 like we talked about earlier, right? Um, I was given that that test of water of Dallas or Atlanta, and I got my act together quickly. So. Um, I appreciate that. Y'all, y'all help me put things in perspective tonight. That's dope. That's dope. And so let me tell you what we're going to do, because we're going to do something very special, right? What I want to do is I actually want to go ahead and activate the initiation hotline yeah, real quick. So we're going to actually put the link out because I'm going to let some people come up here and I'm going to let you ask questions and you're going to ask questions. Look, we got one 
Married Beauty on the platform. And we got three amazing husbands that are also here that you're going to be able to get some game from tonight. So I want you to be able to come up and ask any questions, whether you think you're dealing with one of these seven brothers right now, or you trying to figure out whether or not you're making the right moves with the guy that you're just dealing with in general. I want you to be able to come up and ask some questions. These some very important people. These brothers here, they not, look, these ain't the nighttime brothers. These the morning time brothers. So I got to get them to bed. So y'all better go ahead and jump up in here and take advantage of this situation. And uh, Ryan's going to drop the link. So Ryan, can you let us know when we go ahead and drop the link? The link is dropped right now. And I got one more. I got one more. Excellent. Because Mecca gave us seven. Oh, no, no. I I got got some questions too, by the way, before we we bring them on. But go ahead. I want to know if the initiates think that we might be missing one or two. Mm. So if it's a category of man, a type of man that you think Dr. Tar and Mecca needs to add to this list, maybe the yeah. eighth, maybe the ninth, maybe the tenth, mm-hmm. I want you to call in and let us know about They're gonna that. They're going to be broke. <laughs> you forgot broke. <laughs> the broke one. That's the one I keep finding. Right, right. That's what they're going to say. That's always All a right. horrible man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but check this out, fellas, because I already know. I'm going to speak for the ladies because I already know the first thing that they're going to be saying and they're going to want to know. And I want to ask y'all this while the people are getting back, uh, backstage. So we dropped the link. You guys can click the link that's in the description. Come backstage. Turn your cameras on. Turn your mics on. We're going to let y'all come up to the stage and talk, okay? But here's what I want to know. Fellas, if a lady's like, yo, there's no way in hell I've ever even seen guys like y'all. I do not know or even even – y'all might even be paid actors because I don't believe brothers like y'all exist. Where do I find brothers like you guys – what would you guys say to uh, say 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 to that lady? Oof. Uh, y'all can I'll let y'all go first. If y'all have y'all have somebody first, Mario at, at the Cheesecake Factory. I'm only half joking. I mean, I was working at the Cheesecake Factory and cutting grass, like while we were getting it, you know. So it's <laughs> you know it you. All I'm saying is people, sometimes people look for the refined, you know, further down the road in, you know, refined process. But mm-hmm. uh, are you having genuine conversations with uh, with somebody to kind of figure out what motivates them or do they have vision, you know, or are you are we not having that conversation at all to even know if somebody has vision? You can't know that just from looking at what car they drive or looking at their resume. Mm-hmm. So uh, vision takes a little bit of effort being willing to have a a, a, a basic conversation. conversation. Mm-hmm. Mario, chime in on this one, man. Yeah, you know, real good here, Dr. Howard. I mean, I go back to to values, what I said earlier. I think values is something as a guy that's used me. In, I've leveraged that in professional uh, career. But I think even, you know, now I think for women, as you look for, you know, guys that you want to marry, I think looking at values and you got to meet guys like that in their purpose. Right. So, so what I mean by that is, you know, for me, I get up five 30 in the morning, I'm in the gym, five 30 AM, not PM. Um, mm. I'm focused. Right. And so for me, I'm getting my day started. I'm planning my day. I'm thinking about my purpose. I'm in my purpose. I'm in the zone. And so, you know, I think meeting and interacting with people in the morning is precious time. And I think that's something that <clears throat> goes to be said, shared values lead to shared behaviors, right? So if you both value being in your purpose, 
um, being serious about your day, being intentional with how you start your day, um, then meeting someone in the gym in the morning as opposed to in the evening, where's the club? Um, you know, I think that's something to kind of look into, my opinion. Um, but I think essentially meeting that person in their purpose, what they're doing to relax, self-reflect, yoga class, meditations, sauna, you know, those type of activities um, lends to someone who is trying to decompress, who is trying to reset, who understand I can't carry the stress. You know, I have to get rid of this so I can be the person I need to be. Um, that's my opinion. So, Mar, you saying they shouldn't try to meet them at Buckhead Bars? No, not Friday at all. Night. I think I think Buckhead Bars is a high probability that you're you're you're, you're attracting <laughs> a shiny object. Right. And Aldwan and I talk about this all the time too, is just that it has to your opportunities as a woman have to, to have to do with your proximity to what he's doing in his life. And that's what Mario's talking about, is that you have to be where that type of man is because he cannot see you and he cannot find you because you don't exist in his life. So it's we help women understand where exactly you need to go. And a lot of women don't know where to be. They have this dream guy. Like, I want him to be, you know, successful, passionate, purposeful about his career, but they don't know where to go get him. Mm. And that's what we help women find, like where exactly to go and a strategy behind that. Because, you know, I'm in sales like Mario and like Stuart. So it's about being able to apply and go after <laughs> the type of guy that you desire. Right. right. If, I, if I could jump in too on this one. Um, I just add, I think this is probably crucial. It's almost in a sense how myself, Mario, and Mecca met. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's a double-edged sword, right? Uh, so, you know, you have to be careful when I say this, but I think professional uh, organization and networking events, right? Mm -hmm. um, obviously, you're going there for a specific purpose of, uh, you know, networking or uh, hearing a certain speaker uh, discuss something about, you know, your career, your focus. But I can just tell you, right, like in Mecca and Mario and all know this, we've all led professional organizations, especially those that uh, focus on us as African-Americans trying to, uh, you know, put us in better positions. Mm -hmm. We'll host an event and literally it will be 13, 14 people show up. Right. And mm -hmm. half the room will be single men with mm -hmm. careers, uh, you know, not married, looking for a, a solid partner. But there's mm -hmm. no one in the room. Uh, so I think, let's say, you know, I think a, a woman knows how to, in a sense, to come to an event and she could, she would see if someone is married or not. And, uh, you know, and if there's the right time, right place, it, it, it could, it could be a start. But, you know, for me, if, you know, if I know if I'm of this age, right, like I'm, you know, going to, there's like a professional neurosurgery society. Uh, there's, I'm sure there's like a professional organization for dentists, uh, where right. there's probably a conference that they go to once a year. So attending those events, right. I think, uh, could be key to finding someone. Incredible. Now that's some good game. That's some good game right there. You got your, uh, trying to look, go ahead, find him in his purpose, right? Mm -hmm. What a great men doing. What do they position themselves? You see my man say he up in there 5 30 AM, not right. 5 30 PM. First of all, the ladies are like, well, I ain't finding his ass. You gotta be up at 5 30 AM. <laughs> I ain't fine of that, brother. But also, you know, you got, he's also talking about the events, the networking events where men are 
going to elevate themselves, become better, get to the next level, even if that means in their careers, most likely they have that mindset, that get better growth mindset, which is very important. And that's 100 percent true. Ryan actually. Ryan's crazy as hell, man. We went to an event. Ryan was literally surveying women at the event, asking them that question. Oh, yeah. They he thought was, that was so funny, They too. did. It, well, it was a great conversation starter was, in hindsight because he was literally walking up to women and saying, so, like, you here for business or you here for a final man? And they were like, <laughs> they were like oh, my God. I can't believe you asked me that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess both. 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 <laughs> right. That's yeah. what they always say. I and they should both. be doing both. That's what a smart single woman is because she's not spending her time doing things that don't, you know, that are not purposeful, right? And so right. she wants to make sure that if I'm going out, if I'm getting dressed up in my presence and my femininity, I want to make sure that, yes, I'm doing business, but I'm being seen. I mean, I'm even so very strategic. And this is what, again, Aldo and I talk to the women that go through the ring formula cohort about is that I'm not going to curves gym. Like my activities are purposeful, right? Because it's nothing but women there. I'm not going mm. to planet fitness. I'm going to where the men are working out from every single angle. So I'm going to box at Mayweather's gym. He opened up two or three locations in Atlanta. I'm going to CrossFit. I'm going to where men are going to be present. So my interactions are increased, but then it's also about knowing what to do when you get there. That makes Ah, sense. You have to know what to do when you get there. So let's actually go ahead and bring some ladies up here now. So we could get some, some of these questions facilitated. Let's bring up the nurse. Let's bring up the nurse. We got nurse Ashanti in the back here. Nurse Ashanti. What's up girl? What's up with you? Hey, hey, initiates. Hey, y'all. <laughs> hey, like I'm Ashanti. I'm 40, and I am from uh, Illinois, but I'm in Atlanta. Awesome. Okay, first of okay. all, I, listen, you're the first person I did not have to say, give me your age and your look. You already, already know. know what's going on. And she's I already know what's going on. She, 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 she know the deal. I, I like, like that. that. What's Absolutely. your question? <laughs> so um y'all was uh, saying um what category did we think that she didn't add what about the abusers mm. oh my gosh okay. verbal and physical all of, the above. all of the above absolutely that that is a man you absolutely want to stay away from but it's also one of those things that i feel like women like we know obviously women get trapped in those situations because right. it does start off with him being the narcissist um, or, you know, making her feel less than. And so for any woman that is going through any type of abuse, one, you do have to, because they try to remove your friends, your family, everybody away from you. And so you have to seek help. And I hope that you feel empowered to do so, even with this conversation, to be able to reach out to resources, therapy, someone to help, because that relationship is not going to end well. By the way, did you, um, nurse, did you, um, Ashanti, did you, um, ever run into this guy in the past? Oh my, yes. Mm. Yes, wow. I have too many. Mm. Really? Physical yes. this you talking about physical abuse or all emotional? of the above. Mm. Wow. All of the above. Yes. Yes. Interesting. Interesting. Well, look, what, I, what could that what could that be? Because you know, the nurse, nurse Asante, she says she's ran into multiple. Mm-hmm. Could it be something like where she's going or something else? Like what's the probability of running to multiple guys like this? It's it's a couple of things. And I wish, you know, I had Aldoan here with me because okay. you guys know my husband's a therapist. And so he can talk from the therapy side. But the thing is, is that you're attracting that type of person. Like a woman who tells me that, okay, I only date players or I keep attracting players. There's something about you that keeps getting into those relationships or becomes a target for that type of person. And so that's where as women too, I think we have to just be aware of, the type of men that we're allowing into our space. 
And so, and that's why I say sometimes in, um, are you a nurse? Is that what yes, you're nursing? Yes, ma'am. Okay, so she's a caregiver. Caregiver. Mm -hmm. She's loving. She's always giving up her time. That's what she does day in and day out. And so someone who is abu is abuser, he's taking advantage of that. So she's mm -hmm. probably naturally caring towards those type of men. And mm -hmm. she's hurt on the back end. But again, I'm not going to go too far into that because that's yeah. out of my yeah. lane from a therapy <clears throat> standpoint. And that's what Aldoan focuses on. Well, Ashanti, well, I appreciate I you. Say, can I add one thing? I would say it was my environment. And I was actually taught that those were those type of guys were okay because I seen mm -hmm. it in my mom and my aunt, you know. Mm -hmm. So it was like a product of my environment. But thank you. Of course. We appreciate you, Nurse. Yeah. Thank you so God, much. Have a blessed okay. day. You too. So shout out to Nurse and shout out to all the people who uh who showing love right now. Shout out to Job Bunny officially six members of uh, six months as an initiate. That's crazy. Wow. That's just dope. Shout out to Job. Shout out to Shati. Another another future initiate legend. Shati is always showing love. She says, we need more likes on this great episode. Shati, I 1,000% agree. Fact. Shout out to Reality Check and shout out to Bianca. Shout out to everybody for jo joining us. But the nurse, uh, she inspired me. She inspired me to ask this question, okay? Because I was in Mecca, and really it's for the fellas. So fellas, when I was in undergrad, you know, I'm a member of Cap Alpha Psi. Now, it was another less illustrious fraternity that it was another guy that was a part of, okay? <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. But it was a, what, what it was on the yard, it was a guy. He was in another fraternity, mm -hmm. but it was a well-known guy. Mm -hmm. And I just remember it used to be all these kind of rumors swirling around about the guy and how he was abusing mm -hmm. his girlfriend. Mm -hmm. And come to find out, the rumors, it, you know, eventually got a little more and more and how he had abused other women right. as well. Mm -hmm. And I always, I just remember thinking then, like, Hey, I wonder how they hang out with this dude, you know, because right. he would still be around and he would still be doing stuff. But I will be honest, I completely removed myself from the situation. He right. wasn't he wasn't my homeboy. Right. But I, I always wondered, like, what would I do in that situation? Right. Fortunately, I haven't had that situation where I've come to find out one of my close friends is doing something right. like that. But I'm very curious, guys, have mm. you experienced that? And, and what was that like? What did you do? And if you haven't, if you were to get in that situation where a close friend, mm -hmm. you heard some rumors or maybe somehow mm -hmm. his his woman told you that it was some abuse going on. Mm -hmm. How should a man handle that to set the the close friend straight and try to put him on a different trajectory in terms of not being abusive? Mm -hmm. That's a tough question. I'll just say that it won't come out of nowhere. Right. So. Oftentimes, folks aren't surprised that there's an abusive situation. Oftentimes, there's a before the explosion, there's a there's a whole lot of steps along the way before explosions happen. And I think real friends have a way of pulling each other's coattail when they see things before the explosion. And usually, before there's an explosion between male and female relationships, this person also might have a um, an anger issue when it comes to just within other guys. But right. then if it's not an anger issue. It might be a control issue, you know, and, mm -hmm. and trying to dem demonstrate their insecurity through dominating physically or mentally or uh, emotionally for, for a woman. And so as guys, um, we have to often let's be honest. A lot of guys don't have a lot of friends. Like, I don't know if y'all talk about a lot, a lot of that, but guys, loneliness is an epidemic right now. So a mm -hmm. lot of guys are not around other people. Um, so when we do have those friends, it's a rare thing. And I'm blessed mm -hmm. to be able to have true friends, not, not just fraternity brothers. I actually have mm -hmm. others who are real friends from childhood. 
we got to pull each other up. If we even sniff that there is a little issue right. like this going on. Um, but I imagine that guys like that don't have real friends. Right. Someone is going to check them. They got to be checked along way before you see this type of behavior with the um, mm -hmm. male and uh, male, uh, female dynamics. And and let me let me add to this too while we're speaking uh, among you know friend groups because we you know we talking about how to you know finding guys like yourself when you guys moved into that space of marriage how long did it take for all of your friends to also become and look like yourself hmm. like did you instantly uh, you know build a marriage minded group of men around you. Was it a space of time? Because is that a is that something that somebody should be concerned about if a woman is dealing with a man that is not surrounded by other married men? I, I want to kind of just get a picture of that for you guys, if you can if you could break that down for me. Hmm. Uh, <clears throat> so I'll, I'll jump in on this one. So what's interesting? I immediately thought back uh, when I first got married. So again, obviously, I had my line brothers who were all married at that time, but. Uh, we all lived in separate places, uh, Louisiana, Georgia, uh, Texas. But, you know, one thing I can recall vividly, like to this day, and it's something I even told my wife when we first met, this is before, when we were dating. I told her, I said, hey, listen, one thing that I'm going to do uh, is I'm going to work extremely hard. I told her, I said, you probably won't see somebody that uh, will have worked as hard as me. I said, however, it's going to set us up. Uh, for the future. Mm -hmm. And so I had long days and long nights in my early career. I don't know if anybody uh, worked at Enterprise Rent-A-Car, right? And but Rob, the you right there. He said Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Yeah, he's taking shots. What? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, shout out to, to the Iraq. But back in the day, we used to have to work our stores during the day. And then at night, we used to have to go repossess our own vehicles. Sure wow. did. You, yeah, you had to. You even had, like, I remember, man, I remember when I first started Enterprise, they advised me to let air out the tire. And I thought, yeah. what if this person come out the house and come shoot me? <laughs> but you're right, though. They really, anyway, horror story. Well, go ahead. Go ahead. Now, and, look, and listen, and look, we all have them, too, because actually, one, one quick story, my wife, one night, I said, listen, this one's going to be a tough, uh, a tough repo. I said, we got to dress in all black to get this one. So <laughs> <laughs> hey, you a soldier. You a soldier if you did that for Iraq. So hey, shout listen, out to you. Yeah. I know why you're successful. Right. You got me off of the corner and I, and I got that car back. But no, but, but fast forward, what I'm trying to say is I worked so much that mm. I didn't necessarily have time to hang out with mm -hmm. other fellas. Um, and y'all know Atlanta is really like the place where everybody come visits. So I kind of set a rule for myself that in Atlanta, while in Atlanta, this is this is actually, this is when I was single and my wife was back in Louisiana. I said, I will never go out anywhere unless somebody comes in town. But if it's just me by myself, I'm gonna be at my house or, or working or like Mario in the gym. And uh, you know, which I pretty much kept to that rule. but my surroundings didn't or, or my my goal didn't allow me to to be out hanging out got it i'm i'm glad you you addressed that cuz the love counselor she she asked if it was problematic for men to 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 not have friends mm -hmm. yeah and and also the uh, again the the marriage minded friends too so like now would you say that most of your the men around you for the most part um Stuart, are they mostly married men uh a good bit, a good bit. Um, I will say, right, like 
you know, I'm, I'm, I'm head of the marriage ministry for my church. Um, uh, you know, so, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm there every Sunday. I'm in Sunday school every Sunday. Um, uh, you know, I still really don't have too many places I, I go, you know, probably maybe dealing with, you know, hanging out with the frat, but for the most part, my circle, uh, I'd probably say is majority married men. However, I still have quite a few single friends. Uh, and matter of fact, quite a few single family members uh, who are just like myself and, and looking to be married. Got it. Got it. Interesting. Interesting. You know, because and, and the reason I asked that question is because that has come up a few different times and not even just for the men, you know, like for the ladies, like if we've had conversations in the past talking about whether it's concerning or not for even a man, if you got a woman who you really trying to take to the next level surrounded by, you know, single women. And, you know, now we talking about the inverse and maybe it's not just about, cause obviously you saying you got both, maybe it's not right. just about them being single, but more of the caliber of the person. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Cause I even say my wife's best friend, uh, for the most part, you know, has been single was single as they were best friends. And, and, um, uh, <clears throat> you know, I think she got married maybe like four or five years ago, but you know, for their first probably seven to 10 years of their friendship, she was single, but, um, you know, they had a great friendship and, and, uh, that young lady, you know, she's ultra, ultra successful, uh, you know, and, 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 and didn't necessarily live the life that I've felt, uh, even, I never even thought about like, oh, okay. You know, my wife is going to hang out with her friend. Mm. Got it. Well, let me tell you this, man. I want to go ahead and continue to get my people up here. It looks like we got, listen, I'm gonna go ahead and drop the link in here one more time, guys. So y'all better go ahead and jump up in here while you can. The link is in the chat if you wanna come up and ask any one of these amazing brothers and sister a question if you like, so you guys can go right in here and join. In fact, we got one person backstage now that I will bring up. We have Moy, who is backstage that we are going to bring up. Moy, what's up with you, sister? Hi, I'm How a little nervous. I'm well. How are you? Good, good. Listen, don't be nervous. We, we ready for you. We're we going to be patient. So check this out. All you got to do more to start off nice and smooth. Just start off with your age, your location, mm -hmm. and what's your question. Okay, so I'm 28, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Nice. Um, My question is, oh, I got to give a little backstory, a quick backstory. Um, so I dealt with, I dealt with, um, someone for seven years it was real bad real toxic um i took some time i've been single three years i've been dating but um oh that comment caught me off guard <laughs> so i've been dating um i took some some time to myself i'm in therapy i've been in therapy for the past three years but i still tend to attract i i guess the stringer the stringers is a term um and I, I'm not sure why I keep attracting them. And I feel like I'm a good person and they know that I'm a good person. Like the one that I'm, I've been dealing with for the past year, like he tells me he doesn't want to lose me, but then he does things that warrant him losing me. And it's just, to me, it's just really stressful. And I don't feel like, I feel like what he does is unnecessary because I'm giving him the support. I'm validating you know him and when I do like say things such as like he's handsome he kind of shuts it down 
and then turns around and then kind of like asks for affection. It's just, it's all confusing at this point. So it's like, I don't know what to do. And I just, my question really is, why am I attracting these kind of men? Mm. So hi, love. So the thing is, it's a couple of different things. I think that like, you're very nice. You said you're very caring. You tell him, you know, okay, you look amazing. You're handsome. And he shuts that down. The other thing about stringers, and I think what's happening to you is that because you're not setting your requirements and you don't have boundaries going into the relationship, they're not respecting that. So Dr. Jaha telling his testimony, his story, Um, Stuart mentioned the same thing. They knew right away that their wife was the one. Same thing with Mario. He knew right Right. away. That's most men. They say, I knew right away. So you Mm -hmm. have to, for you, you have to be able to say, you know, where is this relationship going? Where are we? Because I am a wife and I know I'm a wife. And at some point you have to be able to put your foot down in the relationship. And so when a woman dates that way, and this is what we talk to all the Ring Formula women about, is you have to be able to assert yourself in the relationship to be able to know that I provide enough value that if you don't see the value in me, there's someone that someone else that would. And I stand, I stand firmly on that. And so when you know that, when you walk that way, like, for instance, you know, Stuart's wife, Rachel, was like, oh, I'm going to Dallas. Like, I have this job opportunity. Mm-hmm. I know what I bring to the table. I'm amazing. He's like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. And so you have to make sure that you are setting the expectations in the very beginning. And if they don't, if they're, if it's not in alignment with what you want, you move on. Mm-hmm. You move on. Right. Right. I, I thought I was doing that. Um, I made it very clear that I was looking for a husband um, at the end of the day. My intention is not to date for the rest of my life or be boyfriend, girlfriend for the rest of my life. Like, I do want a family. I do want to settle down with someone, um, God's willing. And with this situation, um, I do ask, you know, where are we going? What do you want out of this? And he does say he wants to marry. But it's just, I just feel like he has some things that he needs to take care of on his, um, on his side. And I did suggest that he does seek help. Because I know he does have like some some family trauma between mom and dad and stuff like that, where he necessarily wasn't getting the care that he needed when he was a kid. But I'm like, at this point, you're an adult. You have to give yourself that level of care that you're seeking from your parents still. And, you know, women, you have to give yourself that because I try to give myself that level of care and love that I'm seeking from a partner. Mm-hmm. Um so it's just, it, it just all is confusing for me and it's conflicting because it's like, you're saying one thing and then when I do walk away, you know, because I've had to turn my back, you know, twice before and the the most recent time, he's like, I'll go to therapy. I'll go, you know, I mean, is he, he, said in, he'll is go he in therapy? Is he in therapy now? He told me he was going to go this month. Um, He just got his new insurance. So I'm looking to see if he does go this month, but I think after this, like I'm done because I just, it's not fair that I'm working on me and then he's not doing that. And it makes me feel like I'm going backwards to what I dealt with in the past. You're doing the work and you owe it to yourself to, to have the very best because you're investing in yourself and you have a partner that's not. And so I want you to want that for yourself. First of all, thank you. Thank you so much. Is this is this one of the first shows you've been in? Or are you you with us regularly? No, I'm here regularly. 
Oh, I it's love just my that. first time calling in, um, but I'm here regularly. I share the show with him. He has no interest. He calls the things I'm interested in boring. But um, I've been here. Right. Yeah. It is. It is. It's huge. Yeah, it's huge. <laughs> it's huge. Listen, we're on the poor lot of it. See about that, bro. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> hey, hey, Ryan, hey, Ryan getting crazy, boy. Listen, I'm going to go ahead and let you go, love. Thank you so much for coming up. Bye. <laughs> Thank you. We would love to work with you. Yes, yo, listen, Absolutely. no, listen, we go, and we got something very special um, for you guys coming up because Mecca came up here and organized some absolutely incredible, um, you know, for uh, the ladies that's in here. And what I actually want to do before I, I let my fellas go, you know, I want to ask you guys, you know, this, because when we're talking about some of the things that attracted you to make the decision to want to, you know, make the woman that you guys did your wife. You guys kind of broke that down for us. What's one of the biggest things that would repel you hmm. or, or a woman, you know, from, you know, being categorized as a wife? What's one of, what's one of the biggest things that you guys will see that be like, uh-uh, ain't happening? Ooh, I'll take this one. Um, if, if drama is a consistent a partner of this person mm. that's the automatic like you know what if i start kind of looking out 5 10 20 30 years it's like i don't want to go to a home with that mm -hmm. i want to yeah. come home to a place that's warm i want to mm -hmm. i want to be home and like being home and um sometimes those are very exciting ladies that have the drama and men like the excitement but then when it comes to like what category you go in i was like ooh that's not married for me. It was like, that's not marriage category. Mm. And, um, you know, the excitement is what gets, you know, the interaction. And sometimes that, that gets things all muddied because they're exciting. But, uh, right. but, ooh, uh, a, a, a high, a high drama is always consistent in your, in your, in your orbit. I was like, ooh, that's an automatic red flag for me. She ain't the one. Red flag. Okay, I, no, I want, I want all the people people like the drama, but I'm saying, well, right. no, hell I no. My life and it's always drama every time I come home. Nope. Toxic. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Man, what you got for us, Stuart? What you got? What, what's what, what's that number one thing that's gonna make to be like, uh, uh, she not the wife? Uh, so this was easy for me, right? I, I think about how you know, if you if you remember my story, right? I saw my wife uh, in fall 2000. And she didn't pop up again until spring uh, 2002, right? So essentially, we had been in college all this time, and I had never seen her again. So that told me, right, that she's not one that's on the scene or needs to be on the scene, right? Um, and she has since kind of, I mean, she's always been that person, right, for the 20 years we've been married um, for her. You know, I've kind of stepped it up a little bit. Uh, we, we've, uh, you know, I, I'll go back and say how I stepped it up. But, you know, for her, literally, she will still to this day take a vacation for a week, two weeks and go uh, grab the kids and spend time with her parents. Uh, that is a vacation to her. And I was going to say, now nah, I, I didn't, you know, I've stepped it up. We had Mecca and Mario. They all know we went to Africa. We went to Morocco last year. And then two years before that, we went to Egypt and Dubai. But my point is, um, she is for her, right? Like family is most important and doesn't necessarily have to be out and about. So 
you know, I like that mostly, obviously, because we're, we're trying to build something and, and we can't be distracted by what's outside. Man, you in them streets. <laughs> it ain't happening. We not dealing with them street runners. Trust me. I 100%. And a lot of guys, when you look at who the guys really choose, and, and listen, I know a lot of guys, and listen, this is what the men, we talk, we talk in private. The homebodies be winning, man. I'm going to be honest. It's hard to find them. You know, cause they they at home. That's the thing about you, like like what you talk about your lady, <laughs> ladies like that be hard to find. But when you find, it's like a little, it's like a little holographic Pokemon, like one that, like you like, oh my god, I got one. This is it's incredible. But yes, I know exactly what you what you mean. Uh, uh, great ones, Stuart. I appreciate that. Mario, help us out here, man. What's that one thing that make you say, uh uh-uh, uh, she ain't the wife? Man, I think for me that is um, constant insecurity. You know, I think insecurity mm. doesn't look good on anyone, mm-hmm. but insecurities that's not generated within a relationship. Right. Um, but I think insecurities in general, someone cares that that's a character flaw sometimes if they bring that right. with them, because I think insecurity leads to trust issues that lead to toxicity, leads to drama. Um, and if that's something that you have to constantly reassure, you know, man or female, but I think in the context of women, you know, that's a, that's a constant thing that you, you're going to have to deal with um, until they fix that within themselves. Um, so for me, that that would be a, a deal breaker for me. I mean, I love confident. You know, my wife is very confident, very feminine. I think femininity and security goes hand in hand. Um, so those are things that I look for. Excellent. Excellent. Well, listen, I'm going to tell all of you three brothers, man, I appreciate all of you guys for coming up here and spending time with us. The audience, I'm sure everybody loved it. Everybody enjoyed it. Yes. I appreciate yeah. it. In fact, um, I know Stuart in particular, man, you have something very special uh, also because Stuart is not just, you know, you know, uh, talking about it. He's living it. And economic empowerment is really big to Stuart. And I want to be able to make sure everybody is on a paper. So, Stuart, tell the people, you, you got some very special, uh, some really good opportunities for the people that's looking to level up in this way. So what do you have for them? Yeah, absolutely. No, I appreciate you allowing me to highlight this. And, and uh, Mecca, Mario, they know we've been at this for a long time. One of our other passion uh, is trying to increase uh, wealth within the community. And one way we know to do that uh, is obviously through job opportunity, more specifically, especially if we can break through corporate America. Uh, so one thing that I've probably been doing along with Mecca and Mario is uh, trying to help us break into corporate America, more specifically break into medical device sales, pharmaceutical wow. sales, entry level jobs. Uh, so, you know, one thing I do is, I, you know, because of my network, I post those jobs and try to get us hired. So uh, if anybody, so obviously, you know, not anybody, but if you're on social media, uh, you can find me at McCall Consulting, M-C-C-A-L-L, uh, Consulting, C-O-N-S-U-L-T-I-N-G, uh, pretty much all platforms, but uh, Instagram is probably where I put out the most information and then obviously Facebook, but my focus is, uh, my passion is to get us hired, get us with these jobs. 
so we could obviously be the person that uh, God intended us to be. First of all, Stuart, you doing some you doing God's nice. work right now. Absolutely. I got a couple brothers ready to, to, I to know, hit you up. Right listen, now. ready for some real high level jobs. And yeah. you know, listen, that's beautiful, brother. Thank you so much, Stuart. Y'all got that information, moderators. If you could please drop that in the chat so everybody can go about seeing that. This brother here is the hookup on these. So look, all of y'all dating them mama's boys and them needy men, send them applications over to Stewart so he can get them a job. Well, no, 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 no. They, they might have sent them, send them somewhere else before they send them to Stewart. They Stewart, Stewart looking for some, for some, some guys that's, that's hungry no, and ready. Absolutely, absolutely. But look, much love to all of you brothers. I absolutely appreciate yes. you guys. And hopefully we get to see y'all again on the platform, maybe in real life this time. Who knows? All right. So thank you, fellas. Y'all be blessed, man. Appreciate it. Absolutely, man. They, they, those guys were awesome, man. man. The I, fellas were, were dope, man. I yes. want to bring on. Listen, you know, I know we was getting ready to close off the hotline, but we got we got Leia up here, man. So Leia's still in the chat. I just I love her energy. I love the questions and the engagement that she brings to the conversation. So I just want to bring her up, up real quick. Leia, welcome to the show. Well, first of all, I'm gonna hurt both of y'all because y'all pronouncing Leah. my name wrong. Oh no, Leah. <laughs> Is it Leah? Leah. Leah. Yes. Leah. Leah. Y'all know there Leah, what up, what up with What's you, Leah? Um, yes, Leah30. I'm in Washington State, and I hope and pray to God that what I'm getting ready to talk about, the person is not watching. So hold on, let me too, you, hold on, you be too put together on these shows. You trying to get shows on. I'm on the West Coast though, so y'all are three hours ahead of me. I'm True. literally Good just point. getting ready to go out. So yes, I am putting on a little bit because I'm I'm going to the cigar lounge after this. Okay, okay. She, she knows where to be, ladies. She yeah, okay. to yes, Wednesdays and Friday nights, definitely. Okay, okay. So, oh. right, so, so let, 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 let me know the situation then. Okay, go ahead. So I guess this could be because this would be more of something I would have asked Dr. Tart if he was on the platform anyway. So Mecca, I'm so happy that you're here today. Hi, Leah. Hi. Um, I feel like there's a category of man that we probably should also loop into the other seven that we have talked about. Um, but that would be like too busy. Like he doesn't have time to appropriately date. Mm, um, busy man. Yes. And it could be for a, a lot of variety of reasons. So the specific guy that I am dating now, um, he's also older than me, he's out of my range, but he's 15 years older than me, which I think works because intellectually I'm there where I don't connect with a lot of people my age. Mm -hmm. So it's pretty tough for me, but he's also caregiving right now for his elderly grandparents. Mm -hmm. So he literally has like very, very, very small amounts of time. But when we spend the time together, it's dope. Like the connection is there, mm -hmm. the is there, the goals, you know, as far as like the future plan, all of that alignment, all of that is there, but I don't want to be like perpetually like in a stage of like where I'm like waiting, waiting, waiting. Um, so I don't know what to do. Like, do I drop him even though he's a good guy or do I? I mean, so, yeah, caring for family. So I don't want to be heartless, you know, and just be like, sorry, I don't, <laughs> so, have, enough, you don't have enough time for me. So bye. Yeah. So caregiving is another full time job. And right. that is that is his main priority. His grandparents are I mean, he wants to take care of them. And so, Leah, you know, one thing I think that Dr. Tart, my husband, would say is that you have to one thing I know he would say is that you have to continue to date. Right. You can't just be waiting. 
for his phone call, waiting right. for the next time that you guys are going to get together. So I love the fact that you were ready now to go out on a Wednesday, um, that you're also going out on Fridays to make sure that you're networking, that you're meeting other guys. I think that you're doing the right thing. I think you can still have his company, have a great time. You guys go out, you have a good time. But I think that for you, if you are marriage minded and you are a wife, how long are you going to be waiting? So that's where I think it's important for you still to make sure that you are taking every opportunity, whether it's online dating, meeting in person, friends, networking, that you're actually out there meeting other men because he may never be ready and he may actually have, you know, grandparents, parents come and live with him. So yeah. that changes the dynamics as well. I just don't want you to be spending a lot of time waiting on him. Yeah. Because you're the prize. I know. And it's so tough, too. Oh, my God. <laughs> the way that we met, we met at the gas station. And the first time I created an opening for him to talk to me and ask for my phone number. But he did not. So I was like, OK, I'm getting mm. out of here. If he talks to me again um, and he actually asks for my number, if we see each other again, I'll give it to him, which did happen. And so I was like, crap, I'm glad I remembered his name. We exchanged phone numbers finally the second time. And then that's when we started dating. So I'm like, I love the way we met, super organic. Um, and then obviously, like I'm saying, the connection is there. And when we do get to spend time together, it's like I like him more every time. Um, but I do believe in, you know, multiple dating, multiple people. Cause the last Absolutely. time I called in, I was talking about somebody else, but he's not on the roster no more. Cause we got to keep sifting. Right. So you don't remember that. Yeah. Okay. So the what? last guy got, got kicked to the curve. Yes. He got this is one of the oh, other guys that you should be excited about. I guess technically, but we're Damn. not on the same page as far as what we want relationally. So you're starting to sound like a shark. <laughs> he's a good guy I like to hang out with and to network with I mean but he's military and he doesn't have a place to he's not offering stability basically right. so wow. it's not like we can't hang out and be friends but I told him I was like as far as like dating I can't do that anymore with Leah you. did you say how old you are I'm 30 30 you okay, said you're 30 and you want to get married I would like to get married again and stay married yes ma'am I'm married again and stay, stay married. So I would say if that is like your focus for this year, you want to make sure that that's the top of the list with your intentions. And so it sounds like you're doing that. You're doing the work, but I would make that at the forefront. This guy's amazing. You guys have great chemistry. You guys go out, you have a good time, but it's on his time when he's available and when he right. has the time. Right. So just make sure that you're also honoring your time. Okay. Leah, thank you so much for coming back up to the show. You know, yeah. we love, we love, listen, just, just keep coming up here. We just, <laughs> she, she up here getting one-on-one -on -one coaching because she be up here. I know. Every day. I, I, I have it all, and I was yeah. like, oh, shoot, Mecca's hard. That's dope because we, we love to hear your story. And uh, I think this is a good time for us to actually drop the ring formula. Then we'll take, Domin we'll yes, take Dominic for the last because, the last listen, call. Leah, look, we're going to let you go, but stay tuned because uh, let me tell you, Mecca's doing something absolutely incredible that we want to bring to the family. So just stay in here with us, okay? Most stuff. Thank you, guys. Absolutely. You. Very proud of Mecca, man, because Mecca and, and Dr. Sarge, some of our um, favorite and always requested guests on here, all of the shows they do are incredible. They're well-respected in every community here in Atlanta and among all other people who are also mm -hmm. credible, which is why I love having their perspective on here. And I don't recommend everybody's programs and services because this game can get real crazy and I ain't trying to get up and no get caught up in no craziness, but these folks over here are absolutely doing some of the best work that I've seen. And Mecca, please tell the people 
what the uh, the amazing program, the Ring Formula that you have put together for them. Yes, so we are passionate and excited about working with single professional women that are that want to get quality dates, that want to attract the one, that want to gain commitment. Because sometimes it's about they they meet the guy, but they're not gaining any commitment, and they don't know how to move him towards commitment. And obviously they want to get the ring. And so for women that know that they want this year to be so very different, that they're like, you know what, this is my year. I'm not wearing another bridesmaid dress. This is where I want to be. But I don't know how to attract him. I don't know how to get him committed. I don't even know where to be or what to do when I actually get in the room with this guy. We help women do that through the ring formula. We have our next ring formula cohort coming up. And so for those ladies that are like, you know what, the strategy I've been doing for the past year, two years, three years is not working. We want to make sure that you get the ring. And so we know that we're able to help women do that. And we actually just had a woman that got engaged and married recently. I saw you posted that. Yeah. I was excited about that. I was kind of weird. I don't know why I was excited about that. But I was <laughs> yeah. like, oh, I know. Why would you not be excited about that? Well, I mean. You were just, he was happy for her. Yeah, I mean, it's like, it's just, yeah, yeah, it is. We Absolutely. Are. I never even met the person. I just saw that Mecca posted that. I just like was like, it's just love. Yeah, nah, it's absolutely. Not That's dope. I mean, people, people folks are struggling. Yes, they are. And oh, you have to know when you are struggling, if you've been single year after year or month after month and you're like, you know what, this is it. We want to coach you. And we want to work with you. But you have to be optimistic. It can't be all men are cheaters. Nobody's trying to commit because if you have that mentality, that's exactly who you are going to attract in your life. And we went ahead and put that link in the description. Oh, that link is yeah. in the description of this it's, video. It's live in the chat right now, yes. pinned to the top. It's live in the description. Of course, if you're watching on the replay or if you're just now tuning in to the live chat, it's going to be available on the, the link is going to be available on the video until. So if you're watching it twice, click it again. Absolutely. So, guys, that's there for you. I absolutely recommend it. Y'all want some good quality. Listen, invest in yourself, y'all. 2024. Yes. All right. This is good. I'm happy you on Harley Initiated. I'm happy you in this community around this energy. But if you want to take it to the next level, here's a resource for you. All right. And I want to actually bring a caller up here. Whenever I got my anonymous callers up here, I always want to make sure we give them some special attention. So let's go ahead and bring our anonymous caller to the stage here. Can you hear me? Welcome to Harley Initiated. Hey, good night. What is up? What is Listen, so if you can, give me your age, your location, and then move into your question, okay? Sure. My name, oh, my age is 36. My location is Pennsylvania. Okay. Uh, I'm just calling to um, talk to your guest to question she mentioned the seven persons to avoid um how do you identify the chameleon mm. that's that's a good one anyway, i want to get some context yeah. here first, well first off accent, i want to know where are you from <laughs> i'm originally from jamaica we've spoken before <laughs> oh okay. okay okay i got you so check this out okay first of all all right are you calling just, but you anonymous just because you shy? No, I'm anonymous because I'm putting my children to sleep. <laughs> I got you. Okay. I totally I got get you. that. Mm -hmm. So check it out. So check it out. When you're talking about the chameleon here, give me, are you talking about a man that is pretending to be somebody who he's not? Correct. Mm -hmm. Somebody okay. who has invested the time to play the part, to get the person they want, play it long enough to convince the person to be invested and then while you are invested then you begin to see the red flags mm. 
So I always talk about the spirit of discernment because there's typically little red flags along the way that we as women were so excited about the guy that we completely miss. And so the story that I'm going to share with you is one that made news here in Georgia about 15 years ago. Really? It's not my story, thank goodness. But there was a man that was pretending to be a doctor going into Northside Hospital over in Dunwoody every day. And he got married, engaged, married this woman, and she had no idea that he wasn't a doctor. And she would literally drop him off every day to Northside Hospital. And he got caught inside the hospital because I guess he went into like a surgery area, wasn't supposed to be there. But again, there's those red flags because you're married to a doctor who wasn't able to provide necessarily financially, supposedly as a doctor. She was loaning him money, dropping him off. So we're, we're along the process and the signs. So I, I think the chameleon, yes, they do. Obviously, we have scammers. There are some serious scammers out there. So it might be chameleon slash scammer that scam women during the dating process. But that's where I think discernment, asking the right questions, having girlfriends around, a strong, solid group of girlfriends that can say, you know what? I don't know. It's just something. Yeah. Married girlfriends. There's something I just don't. There's something that's off, you know, and then every girlfriend has like the FBI investigator in her crew because I have one. She can pull anybody up. <laughs> she can pull and she can find you. Wow. So I think it's important to have that close group of girlfriends as well, because they also help you when your discernment is off, when you're so attracted to the guy. First of all, I'm trying to figure out how I do sneaking in the Northside Hospital. It was away. crazy, but it made the news if you look it up. Yeah. Case. But here's what I'm I'm conflicted about. Um, we are told conflicting information. So we're told have a girlfriend circle, but then we're told don't listen to the girlfriend circle. We're told um give be patient with men and give them time to grow. But then we're told if you see the first sign of the red flag, you leave. So what is it? I mean, I think it's, I think it's so with the girlfriend group, I think it's important to have a positive group of girlfriends that are around you. And so I do believe that you, if you desire to be married, there should be marriage mentors in your network because my single girlfriends, when I was single, they couldn't give me advice about how to become a wife because they weren't credentialed in that. And so for me, I sought out when I was ready to become a wife, I sought out women who I saw that we had the same values and that they were where I wanted to be. They were married, they had children, and they were able to give me sound advice. And so I think that that's important when we talk about a girlfriend group. But I think that that's important to have one um, for every single woman. And so that's one part about the girlfriend. And then as far as the red flags, it, it doesn't have to be that it's the one wrong thing that he does. That's different between someone who is lying to you and someone who just is having a bad day and you see something that maybe is a little off. And so that's where I think time tells, and we're talking about time frame as far as maybe two months, three months, but not it's a year down the road and you've had multiple red flags along the way. So that's where as women, I think it's really important. And we help women um, through the ring form to be able to determine exactly what those things are, because there are women that attract a certain type of man and they don't understand why until they work with Aldwan, who's a therapist and can pinpoint those things, or they work with me, who's worked with many different women through coaching them through that process. So I'll give you just a little bit, of, to add a little bit more context. Mm -hmm. So this person, it wasn't until after i'm giving a bit of my story mm -hmm. it wasn't until after um our relationship dissolved that i was i realized he researched me he um 
integrated himself into my my life. He integrated himself into my family life. He gave me the he told the things he told me that his family was aware of was completely untrue. However, he gave them a version of the story that we were able to interact, um, giving giving the impression that he, they were aware of our relationship, but he gave them a different version of the story. So we were able to interact as if we were in a relationship. So the lie he told me looked true. Mm. The lie he told them looked true. So it wasn't until after I had my child that his parents were even aware that we were together. Mm. Wow. He, lived, he lived in my house and told them that we were roommates. Mm. So we, were, we were commuting together. His family would commute with us and they would see us together. So he's telling them that we are roommates. He's telling me that they're aware of our relationship. And it wasn't until after I had my, my son that I was the one who told his mom I had my son and his mom was shocked because she had no idea that I was even pregnant. Wow. But still yeah. fully integrated into my family. He had my, my mother's number, my grandmother's number. They planned a whole engagement. They were talking about all of these things while his family completely had a complete, he told his family a completely different story. Now this guy sounds like a narcissist. No, yeah, I mean, exactly. so when we were talking and talking about how narcissists aren't very um, common, I was like, um, yeah, well, <laughs> I had one of those. But he also lacked character in every aspect of his life. He lacked integrity, honesty, but yeah. at the same time, the red flag. Going back to the red flags, mm -hmm. he said his parents didn't even know until after that you had the baby. There's so many other things, the pregnancy and them helping to nurture you through that process, the baby shower that they would have been at. Like, there's so many other points. Well, I think what was able for him to keep that distance was because he and his family didn't have a very good relationship. Mm. So he was able to keep the separation mm -hmm. like a church and state. So he mm -hmm. was, you know, it was just a cordial situation. It wasn't until after we separated and then that's when a lot of the things came to the surface. And it wasn't until long after that I found a whole notebook of where he researched me and mm. wrote down all of the different things that I liked and how he would approach me and how he would be involved in my life. So it wasn't, it was, he was. <laughs> this sounds like a lifetime movie. No, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. Let me tell you, first of all, I appreciate you coming up yes. here and sharing your story. Um, because that's, that's not a common one no, it's that not. we hear, but it, it, it is something, but uh, listen, I'm, <laughs> I'm, are you, and you're done with this dude, right? Oh yes, 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 yes. Okay, good. Oh, okay, good. good. So, good. uh, you, you, you sure. went ahead, you went ahead and you ended that one, but I appreciate you getting some contest Cause I did right. say, I did tell somebody to come up here and, you know, you know, give me some, you went ahead and you, you, you showed, you proved the narcissist. You, you, you held them high. Right. So <laughs> I give it to you. You ain't reaching on yours. So shout out to you, sister. And thank you so much for coming up on here and sharing with us. Okay. Thank you. And I appreciate you guys so much. I appreciate your platform. It has literally given me hope because I was done. <laughs> I was D-O-N-E wow. -E done. But you guys have restored my faith in humanity. <laughs> and in, oh, and oh, we love you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, man. Be blessed. That's amazing. I love to hear that.
I really do love to hear that. Um, so Mecca's drop a game, man. So this ring formula is tight. It is. Yes. Legit. Yes, it, it is. It yeah. is. And, and don't forget, guys, I dropped the link in the chat and the description. Mm -hmm. And Mecca, I know you got to go back home to the family. Yes. But but can no. you can we get can we get one more? Mm -hmm. Can we get one more initiative to come up? Can you oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So we got one more. The last one is in here. We actually got Dominique Hamler in here. Welcome to the show, Dominique. How you living, sweetheart? Oh my God, I'm living great, you guys. <laughs> she sounds amazing. Yeah, yes. she, she's cool. Yes. She's dope. What's up, Dominique? What's up, Dominique? Y'all, I'm making history again. I'm on Harley Initiated once again. So glad yes. to see you guys. Um, You're not even, last time you was a little nervous. This time you just like, you, right. you, you, don't, take a, you, don't, you don't take a shot. Yeah, right, right. What's right. up with you? <laughs> Sucking out in Westwood, all white neighborhood in LA. Come on, guys. You know, I had to. <laughs> Okay, well, well, look, give us some context, Dominique. Give us your age and location. You kind of already did, but give us your age, location, and your question. Okay, so Los Angeles. I am 47 years old, soon to be 48. And um, context is, last time we talked, I kind of disclosed about not going back to my ex. Got some real um, understanding of uh, opportunists versus narcissists. But the weird thing is that I did not tell you guys about the domestic violence attached to that. That was weird. I don't know why I left that out. I don't know if that was. Just and this was the guy that you had went back and forth with. I believe it was seven. You had it took you seven times to finally leave this guy. Absolutely right. That's the I remember one. that. I remember that. So, yeah. OK, so with this particular guy, it was also domestically abusive. Yes. Get a any order to get out of the relationship. I didn't bring, that was so weird that I didn't bring any of that up. So um, he, I think he saw me trying to leave the relationship for real the, this last time and he opted to go to rehab. And so I mm -hmm. said, okay, I'll help you go to rehab. I'll help you get a bed and everything. And I started making moves, like real hardcore moves. And we went on a business trip and he, he also abused our children. Mm -hmm. uh, wow. I'm oh, so sorry. I hate to hear that the kids too you guys it was a bad and um yeah i was in trouble and so i was long story short i was able to get the you know law enforcement involved got a um restraining order for me and my kids a vacate order so they ordered him to vacate the premises immediately so when he came back from rehab in a limo you guys came back to our home or my home at the time in a in a limo the sheriff arrived and served him the restraining order because just for just for popular um just for information for everybody you can't serve restraining orders in like rehabilitation facilities when people are in hospitals and stuff like that you mm -hmm. can't so I, tried wow. I didn't know that me either yeah. so so he, was, he was immune from getting served when he was there getting rehab mm -hmm. correct and i went 30 days no con that for the first time 30 days no contact with him and just to go back a little bit further, what I didn't mention too, again, with the limo situation, he insisted on going to rehab in a limo. That was what he wanted to do, rock star style. And the poor limo driver, y'all, he saw the whole thing, dis he saw everything just crumble. On the way to rehab, he's, we're stopping, um, so it's from LA to Palm Springs, so it's about two hours. He's stopping and binging and smoking and doing his little thing, drug thing on the way to the rehab, so we're pulling over. He left his phone in the limo uh, on one of the occasions where we pulled over for him to binge, and I saw this girl, who I knew who she was, and I told him to get, you know, stop seeing her. He did, he refused. 
you know, telling him, oh, baby, I love you. I'm going to support you and all this kind of stuff. So I became livid. I was just like, oh, I was so mad, you know. And so I confronted him when he got back in the limo, like, who is this? Why is she calling you? What, you know, what is the deal? And he was like, don't worry about it. You know, um, just, you know, gaslighting me once again. And so we got to the destination. I kicked him out of the limo. I said, I am done with you. I don't want anything to do with you. Meanwhile, the rehab is blowing up my phone because it's like nine o'clock at night. They're like, we're waiting for him. We haven't seen him. I said, listen, I brought him as far as I can bring him. He's your problem now. Logged into the bank account. He's at the tiki bar around the corner, just running up a, a huge tab. Rent is due. <laughs> this is all the money I have to my name. You know, hmm. he's just racking up a tab, you know, just like no, you know, no care for his kids, me, our situation. And um, so cut to now, I was in a long-term marriage. I'm a wife, you know, I'm not a girlfriend. Mm -hmm. I'm a wife, right? You know, mm -hmm. so I want to be in a long-term relationship. I have met somebody spectacular. He lives in Dallas, Texas. I live here out in LA. We're in a long-term relationship. Um, I'm noticing that I have trust issues. <laughs> not glaring trust issues, but, you know, things do trigger me, you know, like finances and things like that. I just, we've been seeing each other since March. We are uh, intentional with our dating and we are exclusive. I just want when we talk about wasting your time, that is triggering for me, you know? Mm -hmm. I don't want to waste my time. Um, so I guess my question is, how do I, how do I know that I'm being, that I'm not, not being played? You know what I mean? I, I don't know right. if that's, you know, showing, trust issue showing or what, you know? Yeah. So I think one thing is, you know, I, I'm sorry that you've been through everything that you've been through in that yes. relationship and, and your children, I, I want to make sure first that you've invested in therapy for yourself because what you have been through to be able to grow with another relationship and another person, because you also owe that to yourself and to your future partner. So that's the first thing. And you don't have to say yes or no, but that's the first thing that I would say to do because it'll, it'll help allow for you to allow for someone to, to love you and your children the way that you, you all should be loved. And the other thing that I would say is that when it comes to whether or not the person is going to commit to you or not, it's having those conversations. So you know exactly where you are in the relationship at all times, because you guys are on the same page. You know, you heard from these three men and they knew right away. So those women also knew right away because of the way those men treated them and also the conversations that they had. Right, right. Yeah, I have right. therapy, by the way. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. I have, and I'm in the mental health space as well. Mm. I'm a, I run an outpatient mental health facility here in Los Angeles. Yeah. Definitely, definitely had to do the work. Most definitely. Mm -hmm. Back <laughs> and maybe do some like EMDR or something, maybe, you know, to just go with the trauma and kind of make sure that that's kind of cleaned up, you know? Right. And we would love to work with you too, just because I know it's a deeper dive and we have women all ages, all walks of life, all relationships to just be able to move you to the next level. Oh, I would love that. Okay, great. And the uh, link is in the chat, Yeah, right? Dominique, that's, that's what I was going to tell you. The ring formula link is in the chat, so feel free. You know, Mecca, like I said, Mecca and Dr. Tart, <clears throat> they're doing great, amazing work. So please, you and anybody else, feel free. And Dominique, thank you so much for coming up in, coming here and giving us a little bit more yeah. of your story. Love learning and hearing about what my initiatives is going through, okay? Yeah, thank you guys so much. Love yes.
Take care. Yeah, you too. Care too. We appreciate you. you, man. It's so crazy. It's like the the you know the, the <clears throat> people who call in multiple times. It's like you learn a little bit more about them every right. time, and um, it's just really, really uh affirming to hear that uh, people are actually improving mm -hmm. and taking action mm -hmm. on a lot of the things that we talk about. It is, really dope, man. Yeah. And it's like, and a, and a lot of it, I was just talking to, you know, Delano about this the other day, because a lot of what, when somebody has been through something, you know, so bad, right. whether it's you grow, you grew up in poverty, you, mm -hmm. you will have a negative money mindset. If you grew up in a, in a battered home, you will have a negative relational or family mindset. So a lot of it really is a lot of mindset work. So even when I hear, shout out to Shauna, she was in the chat. She just chatted, you all restore my faith. And I'm not in a great marriage-minded relationship with an amazing man. He's a man of God, a leader, retired chief petty officer, compassionate, very firm. In. And she's just going on. But she's right. She loves that man. Like, I, I, I love the fact that, you know, people are here because this is, when you come in here, you, what's going to happen is your, your mindset is going to start to shift. You're going to start to hear different things. You're going to start to see different things. You're going to start to think very differently. Right. You're going to see the world through a different lens. Because I'm telling you, a lot of times, if your mind is poison, you'll walk around, see a bunch of men and be like, look at all these ain't shit men, these cheating ass men out mm -hmm. here. Instead, mm -hmm. but instead, if and you, you may still be thinking that, but it's but it's going to take some time for your mind to overcome all of those past, yes. you know, things. 100 percent. So, mm -hmm. like a lot of what was happening here is really, again, you just reprogramming how you think and what you think about. And when people saying, I'm restoring hope, that's beautiful. Right. Because that's a big part of the way you think and changing and shifting. And that energy is felt around the brothers and the men that you're around. Because mm -hmm. when it comes to me, the the what I'm feeling energetically with a woman, that is so big to me. That's That has everything to do with how I think or what I think this relationship has the potential to be. Right. Because like my man said earlier, I'm, I'm, I want a peaceful home, mm -hmm. one that I'm looking forward to come home to. And if you dealing with all that stuff mentally, trust me, it's not you exude that. And, you know, big shout out to everybody in here being very intentional about improving themselves the way they think and everybody else. And um, big shout out to everybody else that's also going to take action or already have took action joining the ring formula here. So thank you so yes. much, Mecca. Thank you for, for having me. here and offering yeah. the people this amazing opportunity. Absolutely. Thank you for having me, Tyshawn and Ryan. Of course. Yeah. Of course. 100%. And what I want to do for you guys as well, because for all of you who know, we told you at the beginning of the show, we want you guys to go ahead and take advantage of this opportunity as well. For those of you who dating already in relationships and continuing to date as your behind better should be. We have the hardly in love dating cards for you guys, which we still have here. And uh, these are the actual decks that we have here in the studio. Yeah, I'm actually sharing the screen right now, trying something a little new. Absolutely. So check this out. We got a little, got the nice little website yeah. up. We got the cards up. So all you got to do, go right here, add to cart. It's super simple, guys. And listen, it's going to take about, give it look two, two to three weeks for my first cohort. This is literally a pre-order special. You type love 20 in, you're going to get 20% off. Okay, for my people, my early adopters, that's going to get the first 500 decks ever created by Hardly Initiated. Love 20 is going to be able to get you that. And it's super fun. It's 100 open-ended questions. We did a ton of studying. We talked to a lot of people, a lot of experts. You see, we look, we plugged in. I know who to call to get some answers to figure out what's the best questions that folks need to be asking on this date and journey. So it's, it's fun, a great activity. Y'all go ahead and have them in your collection so you can have something from us and listen, I got a surprise for you guys because this Sunday we got something very special coming up. All right. So this Sunday, you know, we do a Sunday show. The Sunday show is live and it's new. 
And for you guys, the initiates have been asking for this brother to come in particular because it's about to go down because somehow we have figured out how to get Dr. Umar Johnson on Hardly Initiated this Sunday at 5 p.m. So you know it's about to go down on the Hardly Initiated set. It's probably going to be one of the most powerful interviews of the year. So y'all want to be in here live in the chat. You can watch the replay if you want, but you know how it goes down live. So you want to be here this Sunday at 5 p.m. coming up. But everybody that's in here now, I'm hoping to see you then. But listen, as you guys already know, before I let them go, Ryan, you got anything for the family? Because I'm about to let the folks go. Nah, that's it. We good. Hardly initiated. We... All out.